0: Or Greg Carrasco!
1: Kick it! Whoa, it's the Greg Carrasco show. Get this party on the road. How fast can this light go? Whoa, yeah, celebrity guest. From the East Coast to the West, who knows who he has next?
2: At Greg Carrasco, trending Twitter like a bomb. Tens of thousands on his lawn, he's even followed by your mom. Broadcasting live, here is your warning. The topics
1: are flowing every Saturday morning. Car talk like Sherlock, the guy knows wheels like a dial stock. Movie talk on the boardwalk, Shoot facts like a tomahawk. So entertaining, turn up the station. There's no more waiting, this show is beginning. It's too late to escape, let's go. Here's your host,
0: Greg.
3: good morning slackers what is happening today quite possibly one of the largest shows that we've ever had the lineup is unbelievable so if you ever wanted to find a reason to listen to the Carrasco show this may be it we have our premier doc Ford coming a little later we have the minister of economic development, Minister Fidelli. We also have Steven Lecce, the Minister of Education. We have Don Romano, President and CEO of Hyundai Canada. We also have Richard Trevison, Director of Genesis Canada. Man, we're going to become famous by association, Ken. What's happening here?
4: Isn't this how the intro goes? celebrity guests from the east coast to the west uh quite a stacked lineup (laughs) today but excited to hear what Doug Ford has to say what Minister Fidelity have to say what Stephen Lecce has to say um a lot of Ontarians I think are interested to hear as well because uncertain times obviously stricter sanctions coming down from the Ontario government this week putting more strict restrictions on the times that businesses can be open and what's considered essential and what times you're able to operate. So. A lot of questions for Ontarians right now, and hopefully they, th- some of those questions can be addressed in uh, the coming hour.
3: Well, we, we're certainly trying to you know, bring some balance into the conversation. I, um, I think it's important that uh, if you follow me on social media and you saw the post yesterday, uh, number one, two things, I didn't know that uh, there was a specific setting in which you can... Uh, disabled comments on my post on Instagram that only people that follow me can see it. So I made it available to everyone. Uh, But a number of people have asked me to if they can call in the show and talk to the premier, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> if we do that and we expose the premier or any one of the ministers uh, that come on the show to open phone calls, I mean, we, we don't know we don't know the intentions in the background. We don't know the the partisanship. And I know there's a lot of questions out there that we want um, that we want answered. And believe me, I'm not you're not alone. I'm in the middle of it. Now, I, I have to provide a safe environment for uh, for our politicians to come in here and we can have a healthy discussion. And, and that's the whole point. Uh, and it's got nothing to do with, you know, taking a, a political high stand here because this is not a political show. This is just a, this show is about conversation. So, you know, so long as we have the lines of communication open and, uh, we can discuss, uh, all the points afterwards, uh, you know, by all means, if you have a comment on today's show, uh, the last hour of the show, is going to be uh, for you, so you can call at the time, and we can have we can talk about whatever you want. But uh, um, you know, I I asked a bunch of people, and listeners also send me and email me questions over the last uh, couple of days. So I have uh, you know a bunch of questions here that I think are important and reflect some of the uh, the concerns that we have uh, in the city about what's going on right now. And we all know that these are these are really interesting, strange times. Uh, would you agree with that, Ken?
4: Well, certainly strange times, and I think this is a pro- proper tax. Probably, if people have their questions, they can get at you on social media at Greg Carrasco, or just email him, and the, then he can ask the premier the questions. Because I think it's actually quite funny the backlash that was coming back at you based off the facts that we weren't going to open the phone lines and let the listeners. Ask the premier the questions or like, because certainly that's not a position that you want to put somebody who's in public office in where you're just I'm not going to. Letting, I'm, I'm... letting some, you know, r- random people who, you know, we have call screeners here, uh, our technical producer, Ben McLennan, but certainly we can't put anybody in that position where no, we, it... we don't know who it is. We don't know what their, you know, what their opinions are. We don't know what their intentions are. It's just, it wouldn't be fair to the listeners or to the premier himself or any of the ministers.
3: Well, I, I think it's also important that uh, we, we take a little bit of a step back um, on our personal feelings towards what's happening right now. And you, you have to remember this, folks, that, um, you know, when you're in a boat and you wish the captain fails, you know, you ultimately are saying that <laughs> that you don't care that the boat that you're in crashes or sinks. So it's important that we support the people that we have in place. Now, we don't have to agree with everything they do. Uh, the the very nature of the job implies that you know fifty percent of the population will disagree with a lot of the things that are done at any given point, so it becomes an exercise of moderation. It becomes an exercise of uh, who are we going to make unhappy this time? <laughs> you know, so it, it was Steve Jobs that said if you if you want to make everyone happy, go sell ice cream. Uh, unfortunately, politics has got nothing to do with making people happy. It has to do on trying to make the decisions that potentially will provide the best possible outcome. And in the process, you have to make people unhappy. But uh, uh, I'm super excited that, uh, you know, I am excited. I am intrigued. I am honored that these folks think of this platform big enough, important enough to come in here and talk to all of you, the, the tens of thousands of people that have been following the Carrasco show over the last 13 years. And, uh, you know, we try to bring to you some relevant content. We try to bring to you um, some, something for you to think about. If, and if we can change your life in, in one way, if we, can, if we can make you think about something slightly different, differently than the than the morning before the show, then my job is accomplished. But there is one thing that uh, we cannot forget, that this show is made possible by the folks at Oakville Nissan and in Oakville Infinity. Uh, they are the home of the no commission salespeople. And uh, I have a big announcement to make uh, to you folks. The service department, actually car dealerships for that matter, have been deemed to be essential services. Uh, and, uh, again, whatever you use your vehicle for is essential to you. And, uh, if you, if you need to go somewhere and your vehicle is not working, then very quickly you'll understand how essential having a functioning vehicle is. Uh, from that perspective alone, uh, we want you to know, at Oakville Nissan and Oakville infinity, we want you to know that we, we have your back. We got you, fam. And, uh, until the end of the month, um, if you come in and service your vehicle with us, you need to book an appointment. And, and I, I believe me, we have one of the strictest COVID-19 protocols at the store. Uh, everybody gets self-assessed. Temperature is taken to everyone that is at the store. We have social tracing. Um, I mean, I can go into this for a long time, but ultimately, it's a pretty safe environment that you have at the store. The vehicle gets disinfected before it comes in and if, before you pick it up and so on and so on. But until the end of the month, and we'll assess how effective this program is for you folks, bring in your vehicle for service at Oakville Nissan or Oakville Infinity. And we will pay for your HST. So until the end of the month, there are no taxes that you pay at Oakville Nissan and Oakville Infinity when you come in and service your vehicle. We're helping out. I know that times are rough. In my lifetime, this is quite possibly some of the toughest times that I've seen since I left Chile back in the eighties. So I understand how difficult it is for some people out there to make ends meet. And, and believe me, I know that, uh, you know, I, I live in a pretty nice town. I mean, Oakville is a, is, is a phenomenal town, but you know, struggle is all so relative. So every single community is struggling with things right now. And on that basis, I, I have to step up as a business person. I have to step up for the city. I have to step up for my customers, for my people, for, for the people that live in the area and the surrounding areas. And um, my offer to you is simple. Regardless of what you drive, folks, I don't care what vehicle you drive. I don't, like, I, I don't care about the brand. Luxury or non-luxury, it doesn't matter what it is. You come in at Oakville Nissan and Oakville Infinity and you will not pay taxes, period. And that ends at the end of January. Is that a good enough offer, Ken, or what?
4: Well, they say the only things certain in life are death and taxes, but apparently the latter isn't isn't the case at Oakville Nissan, Oakville Infinity this month. So yeah, take advantage of the deal. Anything, anytime you can get any money off, it's going to benefit the consumer, and that's cash that you can put in your pocket or put into your savings account. I know uh, Money Mike would like that if you're uh, saving a little bit of uh, HST and putting it towards your future. So, yeah, obviously take advantage of the deal while it's there.
3: You know, speaking of Money Mike, I was talking to him yesterday, and uh, his phone has blown up with uh, listeners of the show um, that have been sitting on, you know, a little bit of cash in the mattress, and uh, or people that are about to retire, or the business people, or, or anyone that has actually come across, you know, a certain amount of money, that need some guidance. And uh, if you're one of them, and you don't have his contact information, Money Mike's uh, information is uh, you can send him an email at money dot ca, or you can call him at nine zero five three two zero six seven six two. Money Mike is my personal financial advisor, and he's kind enough to um, come in on the show here from time to time and um, you know, give you some advice. And, and if you can take advantage of what he does, he is quite possibly one of the best at that job in Ontario, if not the country. But uh, it's amazing how quickly our listeners respond,
4: Ken. Yeah, well, I actually have to give a big shout out to Money Mike as well, because a lot of the information that he gives, a lot of the strategies that he encourages people to employ are so simple. And it's made like this idea of, you know, building wealth over a long period of time, and that's a marathon rather than a sprint. And it makes everything seem so much more manageable. And just simply by taking the steps of saving, you know, fifteen to twenty percent of your household income, and putting that away, and then just over time, that's going to grow into something more fortuitous. These strategies are something that you ever just everyday people can employ to be successful in their quest for re- saving for retirement way down the road. And it's just it, it just seems so simple. And to hear Mike talk about it on a week-to-week basis, I mean, I know I feel privileged. There's strategies that I'm employed. I'm teaching the people that I love who are close to me, including my girlfriend, my friends. I'm teaching them about the strategies that, I, that he talks about on the show. It's just invaluable knowledge. It makes everything so much more accessible when you're planning for your future.
3: You know, just because it's invaluable knowledge, it doesn't make it common. And, you know, this, this information is available to most people out there. But uh, unfortunately, we always keep, keep on waiting. There's a lot of gamblers when it comes to future, you know. Ah, you know, I'll, I'll do later. Mañana. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll yeah, do it the, mañana.
4: <laughs> yeah, well, that's the, that's the thing, right? It's like everybody always, everybody always thinks that there's going to be plenty of time. And, you know, this like the old adage, the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago. The second best time is today. So right start, start today, right everyone. Uh,
3: I also want to send a big shout out to um, the president of our company, Steve Millet, and also the president of Infinity Canada. Uh, they were supposed to join us on the show this morning, but um, we decided to intentionally postpone the, uh, uh, the participation on the show until the first week of February because there was some pretty massive announcements coming down the pipeline for nissan canada and infinity canada so uh, i want you to know that uh, we're thinking of you and uh we wish that you were here today but um you know we'll wait there is a pretty stacked lineup today and you know the number of people that ask me ken is a you know you greg right now you're working for nissan and infinity why do you have other precedents of other car manufacturers on the show and uh, it's, it's fascinating how many people think that because you work for one brand or another, that the other brands are the enemies. You know I have been very, very fortunate that uh, my eyes were open to how wrong I was to, to be a bit of a fanatic when it came to Nissan Infinity, because I started my career with Nissan back in '92. And when I left Nissan in 2012, um, you know my friend Don Romano, the president of uh, Hyundai Canada reached out to me, and we we started a pretty interesting, interesting and in depth business relationship that lasted for years—five or six years—and uh, we did a lot of good work together. And, and in the process, I learned to appreciate how amazing the brand was. I mean, Hyundai as a as a company, Genesis as a company, and uh, also to to learn. All the people that work at Hyundai Canada in, in Genesis Canada head office, there is a tremendous group of um, of executives that worked there. Uh, you know my friend Kevin Ferrodi, uh, you know Ross Cunningham, and all these people that became pretty good friends. And even after I left uh, Hyundai, uh, we have remained in very close touch with each other. And uh, and Don is someone that I would consider a friend. Um, You know, I respect his leadership capabilities and uh, I also, I respect his guidance and from that basis alone, the the platform here is available to anyone that wishes to have uh, an honest conversation about the business, about life and and whatever it is that, you know, the important communication that we have at that particular point. Um, But let's take a little break. Uh, we, um, we're going to be back on the other side of the break with some pretty important guest folks. So please stay tuned and don't forget that this show is brought to you by Oakville Nissan, home of the No Commission salespeople. And right now you can get 0% financing on all the remaining 2020 product. We can get up to $7,000 cash back. You also have free snow tires on certain cars. And the one thing that we've never done before, you can get 0% financing on every single used vehicle that we have at the store. Never seen that before. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is a Greg Carrasco show. Canada's largest automotive radio show with my friend Ken Stapen here. This show is brought to you by Oakville Nissan and Oakville Infinity, home of the No Commission salespeople. And uh, like I said to you before, this show is Open for ideas. We just want to make a difference in your life, and um, um, you know, if what better way to start and making a difference in everyone's life than by open opening the dialogue, by opening the conversation. And uh, like I said to you before, uh, before the break, these are trying times. Um, I don't think that I've ever seen anything like this since before I left Chile back in the late eighties. And uh, we are lucky enough to have some pretty important people coming on the show this morning to try to answer some of the questions that we may have here, um, especially when it comes to the pandemic and, uh, and, and business and, and how we're going to get out of this. We have Minister Fidelli, the Ontario Minister of the Economic Development. Uh, Minister Fidelli, how are you this morning?
5: I'm fine. How are you this morning, Greg?
3: You know, I'm, I am thrilled. I am excited. I am, um, I am nervous. I'm nervous. Because I, I, I want to I wanna do justice to, uh, you know, to you coming on the show and to also all my listeners that have so many questions today that uh, hopefully you're going to be able to shed some light on. Perfect. Um- you know, uh, the the number one question, and I would remiss if I don't mention this to you, uh, this uh, this COVID, this pandemic, is uh, is quite possibly one of the worst times to be in office. But also, it represents a great opportunity. How how do you see the recovery of small businesses around Ontario? Because I mean, this is this has sent thousands of businesses out of business. You know, what is what is the plan? I mean, where do you see this going?
5: well a couple of things greg first of all thanks for having uh having me on uh premier ford yesterday launched the ontario small business support grant and we've had uh 5000 businesses uh, already uh sign up this is uh, going to be some supports for these businesses a minimum these are the businesses that either had to close or were uh, uh, really significantly restricted under this uh, law, uh, under the the, the shutdown you 're entitled to between ten a minimum of ten thousand dollars up to twenty thousand dollars if you 've had a, uh, a a revenue decline of twenty percent in the last year so there 's some details to follow, but this is really an opportunity for the business community to to sign up and have some genuine cash relief in their hand. Yes, there, there, there is a, a combined federal-provincial suite of, of programs. 95% of your rent can be paid. 75% of your employees can be paid. And now this up-to-$20,000 cash injection is here. But also, if I can take another second.
3: Of
6: course. Uh,
5: those businesses that are affected... Can go on that same Ontario.ca slash covid support, and they will find that their electricity bill, every day that they are in this uh, restriction or closed, their electricity bill will be rebated, 100%. Their uh, energy bill, that's natural gas or propane or whatever you're using, will be rebated. 100% of your local property taxes will be rebated. Those are programs they can apply for. That's big when you've got your rent, employees a percentage, your your taxes paid, your hydro paid, your heat paid, $20,000 in cash, uh, up to $20,000. This is a, a, a non-repayable grant. Uh, This is the kind of support. This is what Premier Ford, lifelong entrepreneur, believes that we need. And this is what our cabinet and this is uh, the support from our caucus that we believe so much in small business. We know that this is what they need to get them through.
3: So, you know, on that basis, and I mean, this is, this is great news, um, are there any qualifiers? Because one of the challenges that we had in the past was that there were some specific KPIs that you needed to meet in order for you to qualify as a small business for this grant. Are there any qualifiers that we have right now?
5: There's a couple, uh, but these are, 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 are not, uh, these are not onerous. So when you go on that website, you'll see the first question they want to know, do you have a, under 100 employees? So that's what this is for. This is small business. So it's under 100 employees. And what they're going to ask you to do <clears throat> is plug in your revenue from April 2019 and then plug in your revenue from April 2020 because we were shut down in April 2020. Absolutely. And so that will give you the two sort of anchors. And if you've had a 20% decline in revenue from those two dates, then you're in you get a minimum right then $10,000 and then depending on the loss of revenue uh will scale you up to a maximum of $20,000 now if those are there are businesses who just opened, we'll take you to there's another place for you to go. If you're a seasonal business and you say, well, I wasn't open in April 2019 or April 2020, I'm a ski hill. Then we've got another place for you in that website. If you're a sole proprietor, one a one-person shop, mm-hmm. you click on where they ask you to put your your Canada Revenue number. You don't have one because you're a proprietorship. This will click you over to the next website, the federal website, to allow you to get a number for this use. That's going to add 24 hours to this, by the way, uh, that part of it, but this is this is as simplistic and as business and user-friendly as you're ever going to find for a grant of up to $20,000.
3: That is fascinating, and we have uh, Premier Doug Ford that's join us on the line. Uh, uh, Doug, good morning.
7: Good morning, Greg, and thanks so much for having myself and, and Vic on this morning. I, I
3: think is uh, these are fascinating and, uh, and timely news. I had no idea that this new program had been taken in, in effect. And one of the reasons why I say this, Doug, is because, um, as you probably heard, you listen to the show all the time, I'm involved in the you know, fitness and martial arts industry as well as I am in the car industry, and uh, this pandemic has decimated martial arts schools around Southern Ontario and fitness facilities around Southern Ontario. Uh, You know, this is a tremendous accomplishment. How did you guys arrive to this?
7: Well, what we did, we were number one, we listened to uh, the business folks. And I I, got to go back to our background, uh, being yours, uh, Greg being a business person, uh, Vic owning his own company, being a business person, myself being a business person. That's the way we think. You know, my heart breaks for these small business owners that are struggling day in and day out. And uh, as I said from the beginning of this pandemic to the people of Ontario and, and our cabinet, that we will not spare one penny in making sure that we support uh, small business folks right across this, this province and uh, different types of uh, grant uh, The grant that uh, Vic was saying, up to $20,000 or support for their their rent or their electricity costs or their taxes or uh, you know their, their wages that they have to pay. Uh, we're, we're throwing everything in the kitchen sink uh, at this to make sure that once we get through it, and we will get through it, and we need a bridge to April, per se, as I as I always say, until we get mass vaccinations out there, uh, you know, we're, we're there for you, and we're always going to be there for you. But I can assure the people of Ontario, uh, as as it was uh, a year ago, uh, before this pandemic, uh, and by the way, i, I got to compliment Vic, uh, I'll tell you, when, when you talk about someone driving businesses, in Ontario, there's no better Minister of Economic Development, job creation, than Vic Fideli And I'm not saying it because he's on the line. I'll say it all day long. I'll say it in front of my cabinet. Uh, we, we have, uh, before this pandemic, we were leading North America in job creation, economic development, anywhere in North America. And, and I have confidence in the people of Ontario and the, and the business owners. Uh, we'll be back at number one uh, as soon as we get through this pandemic. Uh, you
3: know, the question that I have for you... I gotta intervene and
5: say to you, Greg, you know, I you can hear the passion about business in the premier's voice. I, I can't even begin to tell you. It was almost impossible to get the Premier to, you know, have to do the unthinkable, and that is to shut down business. We, we did everything possible. The Premier just looked at every angle, every way we can go through this without having to affect our businesses. Uh, and I can tell you it, it was <laughs> next to impossible. It had to have been one of the hardest decisions a, a, a business person, our Premier, to make is to shut down the business uh, but the, the the we know that uh, through the advice of the chief medical officer of health that that the, uh, that we need to get the the numbers down in Ontario. To you can't have a healthy economy if you don't have a healthy public and so it was I I can't even begin to imagine how difficult it was for the premier to do that it was almost impossible
3: I I can see it on in his face I mean every time he goes on the uh, uh, on TV and we see the press conferences I as a business person I couldn't imagine the I I guess the 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 internal conflict that you guys may have as shutting down businesses around the province I mean you literally just shutting down the economy but here is a question that keeps coming up minister and I I hate to put you on the spot you know A lot of listeners have reached out to me since they knew that uh, we had this lineup on the show. And they've asked me, why is it that there is a double standard between the big box stores and the mom and pop shops that are not given the opportunity to operate in the same way that, you know, big corporations are here in Southern Ontario? Do you have any comments on that?
5: Well, that's it. this is a part of what we have, these supports, the small business support grants uh, go to only those small businesses uh, who uh, had to restrict their, their uh, sales, who, their who were affected by it. This is exactly, uh, to your point, Greg, we, we, we try to strike a balance. There's nothing fair about a pandemic Um, So we have businesses open for curbside because the Chief Medical Officer of Health says we can safely have pickup by curbside. So that's we need to limit the amount of public traffic that's out there. And so we strike a balance. This is uh, a balance. Uh, The Canadian Federation of Independent Business yesterday said this new uh, small business support grant is a solid program. It's been well designed and it includes the new businesses, something that they asked for. Um, and so that's it's all about trying to find that balance to get us through, as the premier said, until we have a uh, general uh, general vaccine.
3: And one last question for you, uh, Minister Fidelity, is that, uh, you know, from when it comes to the wage subsidy, how long into the future do you foresee that happening? Because uh, for what I understand, this is going to be reassessed and, and perhaps recalibrated in June this year. Uh, do you have any news in relation to that?
5: Well, you heard the premier from a provincial aspect. There, there, there's, uh, there's no uh, money that will there, – there's just no end. We're, we're going to continue to support the business community all the way through. The federal government uh, has uh, been working hand-in-hand with us. So some of those programs that you mentioned are federal programs. Uh, and so we'll continue to work to make sure there's no gaps for people. But uh, you know, when we've seen this uh, incredible leadership from Premier Ford, this is why people they, they 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 know they need to listen to the premier when he says this is it's it's crunch time, this is game time. You've got to stay home, stay safe, and save lives. Th- this is the point we're at, and we'll be there as a provincial government. Premier Ford has said that. Look, if we're going to do what we did, we've got to make sure we're there to do what you said earlier, make a difference in people's lives, this is making a difference, Greg.
3: You know, I I really thank you for that answer. And and, and Premier Ford, there is a lot of noise out there about this new stay-at-home order uh, how important is this for people to understand and finally listen to what the authorities are saying? Because I mean, the lackadaisical approach that a lot of folks have taken to uh, this, uh, you know, restriction, the stay-at-home order, is what has created the problem in the first place. You know, do you have any comments on that?
7: Well, uh, first of all, we always like to find out what the the, the people are, are, are thinking out there, and. Uh, we we have members right across this this province, from uh, far north to the east side, southwest, and, and obviously in the in the GTA. And uh, what we're hearing, uh, overwhelmingly, they want this pandemic to end. The only way uh, we can have it end through public health advice, through the Ontario Hospital Association, uh, with all the CEOs, all the docs, uh, they they needed to shut shut it down and see the numbers drop. It, It's worked in other jurisdictions around the world. And uh, I I use this example. Um, You know, when you go to the doc and the doc says there's something wrong with you, you you have to listen to the the doctors. And it's not just one doctor. There's hundreds of doctors uh, within the the team, per se, and all of their different specialties. and, And when they're all singing from the same song sheet, as premier or not as premier, I can't ignore the, the doctor's advice, and it, it took him five hours the other night to try to uh, convince me to get this done, but at the end of the day, health trumps everything else. Uh, I, I focus on the business guy. It kills me to, to close down businesses, but I have to. I have no choice but to listen to the doctors. We've seen what's happened uh, in the U.S. I have a lot of friends down there. I spent almost 20 years in, in Chicago, New Jersey area. And it's just an absolute disaster what's happening down there. Uh, We're concerned when we we hit a little over 3,000 cases, they're seeing 6, 10, 15,000 cases in in certain states Mm -hmm. a day. Uh, You look at what's happening over in L.A., they have the EMS trucks lined up. People are are lying in the hallways. And uh, we do not want to go down that uh, avenue uh, whatsoever. So we're going to listen to the docs. We're going to stick together. And we, we saw some polling yesterday, probably one of the most reputable uh, polling companies in the in the country, and uh, it came back that 81% of the people out there agree with shutting it down for for 28 days. 80% of the people agree with making sure our, our kids in the hot zones, we call it, uh, don't go back to school because we we saw the numbers after Christmas and the education uh, program that, that Stephen Lecce put in we knew it was working and i gotta i gotta give a shout out to all the teachers all the principals the vice principals the school boards that implemented this and did an incredible job uh, but after christmas we saw uh, you know the rates on on small young kids under 13 uh, jump 116 percent so anyone with symptoms one out of five young kids that were getting tested were coming up positive and i've always said from the beginning there's no damn way I'm gonna put our kids in jeopardy, no matter what it takes. Uh, as, as, as I say, they go into the school like little super spreaders. Mm-hmm. Uh you know, not their fault, but all of a sudden, they give it to their, their parents, the parents give it to their grandparents, their parent- grandparents are in, in, the hospital, in the hospital, and uh, mm-hmm. next thing you know, unfortunately, they, they pass away. And Greg, I, I heard, I was online with uh, probably probably about 60 people, and there was a, a gentleman named Jeff Hopper that, that hopped on online. Uh-huh. And he was telling us his his story. 44 years old, healthy as anything. His dad was a police officer in, in Peel, 70 years old. And uh, his dad decided after retiring he was going to drive an Uber. He ended up getting sick, uh, went into the hospital. Ten days later, he was dead. And he was in there Jeez. visiting his dad, sure enough. He caught cold dead. He was in the room beside where his dad passed away. And this is a young, healthy 44-year-old. And he thought he was on his way out. He said, my heart rate jumped from 150, then it dropped down to 36 uh, beats per minute. And uh, finally, after I think it was 10 days in the hospital, they put him on the men, but he still has liver damage. He, uh, he was connected to all these heart monitors. I'd talk about a wake-up call to everyone. It's not just uh, older people. Yes, it affects certain people different ways, but... Uh, I'll tell you, it is—it is not. Yes, a, a good chunk of it is, is seniors, but uh, a lot of it is, is younger people, 40, 50, 60 years old, and we—we uh, we just have to do everything we can in our power to make sure we stop the spread. And one of the ways of doing it is just by by staying home. And we—we we, we did it before as a province. I remember in September we were down to 100 hundred cases in the entire province
6: we were, because yeah.
7: everyone followed the protocols and the guidelines laid out by the chief medical officer.
3: Well, you know, I uh, yesterday I spoke to my two sons and I asked them, you know, the, the following question, if you had the premier in front of you and you could ask him a question, what would you ask him? And my my little guy, my son Alex, he's 15. You know, he asked me the following: If and if I may, Doug, um, if a curfew was still being considered, and uh, you know, if are you still thinking about it? And if that is the case, what would be the repercussions for breaking it? Is the curfew still being considered?
7: Uh, no, I, I would never put a curfew. I'm going to you know differentiate between uh, a stay-at-home order that we don't have enough police in the whole province to. Uh, police 15 million people, nor should we. We've been in this together, all of us. And I've never been more proud of, of the people of Ontario, the businesses of Ontario that have stepped up to, to help out than I have been over the last 11 months. And the difference between a curfew, you leave your house after 8 o'clock, you're driving down the road, you're getting pulled over, you're getting ticketed. And that, that's that's a police state. that, that is, is a police state. Long. And then when, when that happens, Greg, what what I see is that's when a leader of a province, whoever, throws in the towel and says, I don't trust the public anymore, even though you've been with us for 11 months, I don't trust you, and we're going to arrest you if you leave your home. Unacceptable. I will never, ever do that. What we do ask the people, please, when, when you can, yes, you go get your groceries, go to the pharmacy, go to the doctors, uh, but please, just go back home. And, 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 stay there. Uh, and then if you want to go out, get exercise by all means, go take a walk around the the block. If you want to bring your kids to an outdoor, uh, rink with a maximum of 25 people, bring the kids to a rink. If you want to go tobogganing, uh, with your family, you can go tobogganing. But, uh, you know, we have to, we have to crush this curve. We hear the UK variant is now within the public domain, which is
0: scary. Mm -hmm.
7: Uh, because the people that, that we detected uh, COVID-19, the UK variant in, what's happened? They never traveled. They don't know anyone that went to the UK. So that tells us it's in the public domain. Now, I hear even a, a stronger variant from Brazil is coming up, and uh, and that that's that's scary, folks. I'll, I'll tell you, we need to lock it down and make sure that we just we reduce the spread of COVID in. We, we, we're we so fortunate because of the people of Ontario, not because of the government, because of the people of Ontario, everyone's cooperating, the vast majority of the people are. Um, you look at our numbers, even though they're, they're relatively high, and you look at everywhere else in the world. We're, you know, some of the people of Ontario have done one heck of a job. We're leading North America, and in some cases, the world in testing. Uh, we have a well-oiled machine. I have to give a shout-out to General Hillier. Uh, if you, Greg, one day you have to meet this General Hillier, you, you want to talk about a, a <laughs> top-notch general that, that ran, um, you know, NATO forces in Afghanistan with 21 countries, uh, we put him in charge. Talk about a well-oiled machine. As he said to me, Premier, I have a mission, and I've never failed a mission, and we aren't going to fail. We're going to get through this, and we're going to vaccinate uh, as many people as possible. And. Now we hear from Pfizer that, uh, you know, there's a, the worldwide supply chain, uh, is slowed down. So now we're going to be getting half the amount of vaccines, uh, as, as we expected. But the good news is I set a target date of January 21st to make sure every frontline healthcare worker and long-term care patient within long-term care uh, gets vaccinated by the 21st of January. Uh, the good news is, uh, regions of Peel, York, Toronto, and windsor and i just got a call this morning ottawa that completed um the vaccination not a but we're going to finish three days early we're going to finish on january 18th and then when we get the mass vaccinations in april may and june uh we were expecting five million every single month that's 160,000 vaccinations a day and i I can't even begin to tell the people um you know the logistics of that that our, our our province is larger than Texas and California combined. Three ridings in the north are the size of France. Uh, rural, uh, community. So, uh, you know, dog. I harmful, I think sorry meet.
3: to interrupt you, but I think that that's the big elephant in the room right now. The the number of um, listeners that when I when I mentioned that you guys were coming on the show this morning, that was the number one question that kept coming up. Uh, the, you know, number two was you know what we're doing for small businesses, which was addressed by uh, Minister Fideli. The next one is uh, is is the vaccine. Why is it that? You knowing full well that the, the the second wave was coming, why is it that there's such a slow rollout? Is it a supply thing? Is it a is it a, pr- a problem with the planning? What what was the problem?
7: Yeah. No, there's there, there's basically a few out there. There's the AstraZeneca uh, that we're waiting for Health Canada to approve, but the two main ones is Moderna that you can move from point A to point B, and Pfizer. Pfizer, which now we can move. But Pfizer's number one in the world; their worldwide supply chain. Um, obviously everyone out there. It, it reminds me of the uh, N95 mask back in, uh, back in the day before we could uh, produce them here in Ontario, which is another massive success story for the people of on, Ontario, how everyone stepped up and now we're uh, you know, self-sufficient when it comes to PPEs. But uh, they, they have a, a backlog on the supply chain. And, I you know, something, with this pandemic, uh, we've worked collaboratively with 444 municipalities I just got off the phone the other day with all the mayors. Uh, we have a, a phenomenal relationship with the federal government. And I always say, let's put these political stripes aside. Let's not start pointing fingers at the feds or the province or the municipalities. Uh, I can assure you, I talked to the prime minister the other day. He is doing everything he can to get these vaccines. The deputy prime minister is doing everything she can to get these vaccines. And uh, we're, we're going to be uh, successful at the end of the day. We will not vaccinate. Uh, as I would say probably the first week in July. Uh, anyone who wants a vaccination will get one, as long as as long as we get those vaccines.
3: Is that, uh, is that your your best uh, indication of w- when you think that this is going to be readily available for the entire province? The first week of July.
7: We, we believe that we should, if if we continue to see a rollout of the vaccine now. <laughs> were we all shocked, the whole world was shocked when Pfizer came out uh, this week and said, sorry, you know, we, we, we can't supply the vaccines we thought we could. And uh, so if they can supply it, we will have the capabilities of making sure everyone who wants a vaccine uh, has a vaccine uh, from now to the, the middle of, of July. That's when we're going to do mass vaccinations, April, May, and June. And let's, let's get a couple more weeks in, in July and we should have everyone uh, covered. But our priority is to make sure we take care of the most vulnerable. Once we get all the frontline health care workers done, emergency service folks that take care of us, um, then we move to the uh, most vulnerable that do not uh, live in a, in a senior's residence, that do not live in long-term care because we'll have them vaccinated We'll start at the age of 90, and you're shocked at how many people are living to over the age of 90 now. So we'll do the 90, then we'll move to 80-year-olds, 70, so on and so forth.
3: That's fascinating. And, you know, two things that we we need to give credit where credit is due. And Minister Fidelity, can you repeat one last time, where can small business owners go to take advantage of this grant that was announced yesterday?
5: Yes, it's uh, Ontario.ca slash COVID support. Uh, And we talked about the fact that they can get up to $20,000 in the small business support grant. They can have their uh, energy, electricity, and property taxes rebated. And one other thing, Greg... uh, Gyms, yoga studios, retail, anybody with two to nine employees can also apply on that same website for a $1,000 grant to support their PPE that they uh, had to buy. So that's uh, one of the other uh, uh, business supports that we hadn't talked about earlier.
3: That is fascinating, folks. That is uh, the Ontario Minister of Economic Development, Mr. Fridelli. Uh Thank you so much for joining the show, and that this platform is open for you if you ever need to, uh, you know, spread any news out. No pun intended. Well, so, well, this- Greg,
5: why don't we take one second, if you don't mind? I mean, this is a surprise, probably to you to, 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 that I'm asking you, but you have the most influential automotive radio show in Canada. <laughs> Can we take thirty seconds and the premier talk a little bit about some great news? Uh, last night, GM and Unifor reached a tentative agreement uh, for the Cami plant in Ingersoll. Of course, that means they're now going to invest a billion dollars Canadian to convert that plant into Canada's first large-scale commercial electric vehicle manufacturing plant. And I know the premier has uh, uh, sent a release out on how how excited he is about that. That is huge. Yeah, this is a a second announcement from GM, and I'm going to give some credit here to the Premier. When, When we first got elected in June of 2018, we knew that over the previous 15 years, the cost of doing business in Ontario rose and rose and rose, and it was turning people away. And the Premier's first order of business was, get that down. And this morning, we could tell you two things. The cost of doing business is $7 billion less today than it was when we got elected. And that's why Ford, uh, GM, Fiat Chrysler have made now $6 billion worth of new announcements in Ontario because they know that we're here for them. And that's why also, Greg, this morning, 30,000 men and women more woke up to go to a job in manufacturing than did before covid This is what's been happening in Ontario. The fundamentals that the Premier has laid down are all in place. And you asked right at the beginning, what are we doing for the business community to help them with their recovery? Those fundamentals of lowering their costs, lowering their energy, lowering their WSIB premiums without touching their benefits, all that has come back to this creation of these jobs.
3: You know, it's it's fascinating, uh, you know, Mr. Fideli, how uh, easy it is for you know, in the time of uh, need, in the time of a pandemic, to focus on what is negative and what is wrong and what's not working. But you know, it's so important that you guys come on the show here and and just point out the tremendous amount of work that the government is putting in the background. And and this is has got nothing to do with partisanship. It's got to do with stuff getting done. And uh, you know, I have been fortunate enough to 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 know the Fords for a long time, and I know how uh, hard they work to keep small businesses in place, but I mean, this pandemic is not fair to anyone like you said before and I really thank you for bringing that up on the show. Those are huge news uh, Mr. Fidelian. Thank you. You're welcome to come on the show anytime. And Premier Ford, question for you. Do you have one last message on the, on the show here that you want to communicate to Slacker Nation that there are tens of thousands of people listening to you right now?
8: Well,
7: I, I just want to tell the people from all across Ontario from the bottom of my heart I want to thank you. I, I want to thank the frontline workers. I want to thank everyone. I've never uh, seen this before in, in my lifetime. Everyone band together, showing the Ontario spirit, uh, showing the Team Ontario approach. And, folks, we all need to stick together. We will get through this together. And we're going to come, come out stronger than ever before. And uh, with the great minister, uh, Minister Vic Fidelli, uh we will have this province booming and I'm just so, so uh, grateful, and I just want to tell everyone, uh, God bless you and your families, and uh, we'll stick together, and we will get through it, and I'm great, so, so grateful for uh, everyone's support out there.
3: Uh, Premier Ford, you are welcome to come on the show anytime, and, and once again, thank you so much for the news that you, uh, that you shared with us today and that the show is open for you to come in whenever you need to communicate anything. That is uh, uh, our Premier Doug Ford folks. Thank you so much, Doug. Thank you so much. You take care, Greg. Yeah, you too. Wow, that was uh, was intense, Ken. And uh, that went a lot longer than we had anticipated.
4: (laughs) (laughs) It was just amazing. I love it. I love it. I love it. Well, certainly when you have guests of uh, that notoriety and when they have important things to communicate, it's all right that we run a little bit heavy. And we'll make up for the time a little bit later on in the show.
3: Uh, Folks, you're listening to The Greg Carrasco Show here, Canada's largest automotive radio show. And this is brought to you by Oakville Nissan and Oakville Infinity, home of the no commission salespeople. Let's take a small break and we'll be right back. You're listening to The Greg Carrasco Show with my friend Ken Stapen here. We are Canada's largest automotive radio show and podcast. We are heard all across the country, folks. And um, although our specialty here is the car business, this show is open for conversation. Uh, that was an intense first hour, Ken. <laughs>
4: uh, what do you think? Well, lots of, uh, lots of topics at hand with uh, Doug Ford, the Premier of the province, and Minister Fidelli, the Minister of Economic Development in Ontario. So thank both those gentlemen for joining the show and a number of other guests coming up in the second hour here. So stay tuned
3: uh yeah and uh, what we'll do now is that uh m- the minister of education is coming and joining the show in a few minutes uh, so please stay tuned i have a bunch of questions for Stephen lecce uh you know thank you so much don romano for your patience and uh, uh you know we will we will have a lengthy discussion about um, you know what's happening with handy canada right now and genesis canada for that matter uh on the other side after the uh, minister of education so why don't we do this uh okay let's just prepare the show and um, let's go for a small break folks this show is brought to to you by Oakville Nissan and Oakville Infinity, home of the no commission salespeople. We'll be right back. If you're just tuning in, folks, you're listening to the Greg Carrasco Show, Canada's largest automotive radio show that is mostly not about cars. With me is uh, Ken Stapen here, my friend, and we're bringing some of the most compelling content that you can hear on Canadian radio on weekends uh, with us is Minister of Education Stephen Lecce. Minister Lecce, good morning. Good
1: morning, Greg. Thanks for having me.
3: Oh, it's, uh, it's my pleasure. I, I hope that you were listening to, uh, earlier. We had uh, Minister Fidelity and uh, you know our Premier, Doug Ford, just giving us a, a lesson, no pun intended, on all the new programs that are coming down the pipeline and how we're trying to get all this together. And, um, you know, you as a Minister of Education, uh, you have one of the toughest jobs in the province because, I, I mean, people are very easy to criticize. criticize. So how are you dealing the, with the pressure? That's number one question.
1: Well oh, Look, uh, Greg, first off, it's a hard act to follow after the Premier of Ontario. So I, <laughs> I would have liked to go first, not after him. But uh, what I can tell you, Greg, is, uh, look, I appreciate that this has been a, a tough time for all all Canadians. Um, It's not easy on anyone, but I think of the frontline people. I mean, honestly, the nurses and doctors, those are the front lines every single day for 10 straight months, never complaining, doing God's work to protect lives. That is what inspires me. So don't worry about me, Greg. I, I appreciate the question, but I really think about those most affected by uh, by the pandemic. And I also look forward to getting this province back on track. And I think the Premier sort of outlined a plan to get our economy on track, deal with the health pandemic through the vaccine, all of which I think should hope get, provide a bit of light in this darkness for everyone listening today
3: you know i uh, yesterday i spoke to my sons and uh, I, I asked them, my little guy and my my eldest one and said if you had the minister of education you know standing in front of you what would you ask him and my son joshua you know follow you know asked me the following question here he says that when planning for school shutdowns are you considering the economic effects on parents as well or is it exclusively a matter of health and safety
1: well, I think the decisions when it comes to the Chief Medical Officer of Health and the advice he gives us is very much about protecting lives and reducing the k- potential for transmission. The focus very much is on health and safety because we want to keep families safe. You know, as many families, Greg, as you know, you've got, you know, uh, I come from an Italian family, Greg. It's not unusual for my for, for a grandma to live in the same home. I mean, right. intergenerational homes. The goal is to protect uh, people to deal with this health pandemic so that we can get our economy back on track. One, The intersection of the one with the other is so strong. You can't have an economic recovery without dealing with the health in- impacts of this pandemic. And the Premier said, look, we're going to deal with community transmission, take action, the stay-at-home order, all the measures we put in place to reduce the risk of COVID, while at the same time, as you just mentioned, putting out supports for small business, reducing hydro, doing everything humanly possible to ensure that they know we have their back through the worst of this as we look forward to an economic recovery because your son is right. Uh, We've got to be focused going forward on helping our businesses recover from what has been a global challenge. And uh, with the supports in place, I know they will.
3: Well, the, you know, thank you for that, for the answer, you know, and here is another question for you, because although it's dramatically better, parents are saying that online learning is a very stressful thing. And uh, I yeah. know that you took a lot of heat for issuing the online learning uh, platform, but, you know, clearly right. it's been critical right now for the lifeline of the schools. You know, what has improved on the online right. learning, you know, from the beginning of the pandemic to now?
1: Well, I mean, Greg, this is a big priority for me. I mean, you're right. Uh, I took a bit of a took some, uh, you know, some hits on this matter earlier on when I was negotiating with the unions. But look, at the end of the day, I'm not here, uh, you know, to appease any one group. I'm here to make sure kids have a quality education, no matter what happens. And who would have known a pandemic would strike a year ago? I believe that online learning is a strong option to present to families and to students. It never will replace the in-line in class experience. I know that. You know that. That It's obviously better. But as you said, it is a lifeline. It's all that we've got. We're the only province in this country to have the foresight a year ago to start planning for this option, and thank goodness we did. And the difference between the spring and this fall, winter should be light and day because we've put in minimum standards. We've set professional development of the educators. We've set high live synchronous standards. And while the unions respectfully fought us every step of the way, they didn't like online learning. They didn't want us to put a high standard of live learning. Um, The bottom line is we said to them, look, I know, you know, change is difficult, but in this pandemic, the world has had to pivot. We have to do this for our kids. They need to continue to learn. And they need to continue to be led by their teacher with their peers around them. And that's what we've done. We're building it up. We're continuing to do more. But I think we've really made a big difference in improving the quality of online learning for children in Ontario.
3: You know I, uh, I I appreciate that and uh, I know that you're short for time but I have two questions for you minister Lecce, the minister of education here folks if you're just tuning in the first one is this you know I think that all parents recognize that this was a difficult decision but when it comes to keeping uh, when it comes to kids uh, keeping kids safe but we need to we need to do whatever we can to increase the safety of, of what's out there now what are you doing to support the parents and students while they are at home especially single parents who cannot work because they have to look after their kids
1: yeah, absolutely. I think for parents in the province, this has not been easy on them. You know, we talk about the mental health of children, which is a big priority for me, and we've been we just announced another ten million dollars for supports for these kids that feel isolated. But I think about the parents too, because they're they're facing they're having to be you know teacher and parent and you know worker and sometimes a caregiver, and it's a lot. Uh, and so what we've done is two things. Through the pandemic, we've been providing direct financial relief to working parents uh, over $700 million directly into the pockets of parents through an initiative called Support for Learners, giving money for every child uh, zero to 12, as well as extending it to children from 12 years old up all the way to grade 12. That's been a big, I think, uh, it's been a way we've incrementally supported them, reducing hydro, per, uh, hydro for families when they're mm-hmm. home increasing the amount of investment in broadband for internet connectivity. In my own in my own uh, ministry, as I mentioned, we extended the Support for Learners program and we extended the eligibility. So now more people can apply. All families can apply with children. And we're going to continue to provide relief to families. We believe it is the right thing to do, recognizing for those parents it's tough. Now, for children with special education needs. You know, as you can appreciate, Greg, these kids, you know, beautiful kids, but they face some difficulty, developmental and intellectual disabilities. These are really tough on parents, on single parents most especially. And so I put in a provision with heightened uh, health and safety protocols that allows these the most vulnerable kids in our province to return to school during this closure period. And I think that type of compassionate lens, I mean, we're just trying to help out the most vulnerable in our society. So we're trying to help as many parents as we can. I'm grateful for all the parents of this province, for their patience, for their collaboration, and for, I think, uh, you know, accepting the advice, the, the, the decision that we made in the sense of, well, well you know, I hope... I want to get these kids back. There's nothing more important to our government than giving them in-class learning. We know that's critical. Uh, We're not going to take a risk with with your family, with your parents and grandparents, and the Premier made it very clear. We will not take risks with children until... We didn't last March, Greg, when I had to close schools, the first Uh in the country, and we're not going to today. Realizing it's tough, realizing it's not easy on anyone, and I'm not taking that away from you folks out there. This has been not easy, and we fully appreciate that. But when you know there's a massive 117% spike in COVID cases amongst young people over the holidays, when you know that fact objectively and honestly, how could you tell me uh, you know, you'd want me to put them back with that type of risk profile? So we're going to work hard to get them back, get them back into school as soon as possible here in Toronto for February 10, in York, Peel, some of the communities in the GTHA. Uh, and in the meantime, Greg, I'm not, you know, we're not going to be hoping for the best where we have been acting every step of this pandemic. And I'm committing to you as a parent and to everyone listening mm-hmm. that we're going to build up our plan. Our plan has been successful. According to Sick Kids Hospital, they put out a commentary just a few days ago saying, look, in the fall, September to, to Christmas, that was a great success. Kids were safe. The plan worked. It kept risk low. But I'm going to continue to expand upon that plan, including Asymptomatic targeted surveillance testing province wide for all uh, school boards will now be able to be part of that targeted testing program, voluntary for the child, for the parent, and for the staff. And we're going to be enhancing supports for air ventilation, more PPE, more cleaning custodians, uh, and more teachers. We've got 3,000 more teachers, 1,300 more custodians. The point is, we're going to go above and beyond because I just want to make sure kids could get back and stay in class. Um, you know, right to the end of the year. That's important.
3: Minister Lecce, the, the million-dollar question, to the best of your knowledge, do you think the kids are actually going to go back to school on February 10th, or um, you don't see that as being a possibility?
1: Well, I think it's absolutely a possibility. There's no doubt about that. I mean, as I I think we all appreciate, that, you know, COVID has thrown us a few curveballs I mean, in our own lives and as a province and country. Um, so there's no absolutes. But I look, to, to the parents out there, the moms and dads listening right now, I'm telling you right now, the commitment and the goal everything i've been doing is trying to get the kids back we want it to be safe we're building up a plan to ensure we reduce the risk for your child so they can go back with confidence uh but that is our intention but as you know we're listening to the doctors the medical experts the best in the country uh who are going to give us that direction and hopefully uh by you know not hopefully by next week you will have greater clarity about that try to give a bit more certainty about what the past, what the future looks like but Folks out there, we want your kids to go back. There's no doubt about it.
3: I, I, I can imagine. Now, you know, I've seen you on the ice on your social media, and I know that you're part of Fort Nation. Now the question is, are you part of Leaf Nation?
1: <laughs> uh, I'm definitely a part of Leaf Nation. Uh, yes. I, I Listen, my brother was a proud uh, hockey player in the OHA, the Von Vipers, if you oh, remember really? that thing, back in the day. <laughs> I didn't get that skill as much, Greg. I mean, listen, I played A-Hockey. I guy. know, it's I was...
3: evident on your social media.
1: <laughs> oh, geez, Greg, you kill me, man. Listen, I was a right-winger. I was a center and center-right. So it all makes sense to you. Uh, I played forward. Uh, you know, it took a lot of checks in my time. But, uh, look, I love the game. Uh, I love to still play. And I love to see, um, you know, young people in this environment trying to find ways to stay safe and stay active. But I've got a long history with the Vaughn Hockey Association, uh, with amazing coaches that I still keep in touch with. So it's, uh, it's a great community, the hockey community, good people. And uh, I, I just got to tell you, Greg, it's uh, getting nostalgic thinking about the old days when I used to play oh, for a long yeah. time, a long time, <laughs> let me assure you.
3: You know, uh, everybody, this is uh, Stephen Lecce, the Minister of Education. Uh, You know, Mr. Lecce, thank you so much for joining the Carrasco Show here. This is an open platform for you, and uh, the show is served all across the country and by tens of thousands of people here in southern Ontario, and it's open for you. If you ever need to communicate anything to the city, you're welcome to come back, and thank you so much for joining the Carrasco Show this morning.
1: Thanks, Greg. I really appreciate everything you're doing. Stay well, and to all the families out there, please stay safe, stay home, do your part. We're going to get through this.
3: Thank you. Um, we'll talk soon. That, is, uh, that was a Minister of Education, Stephen Lecce. Folks, you are listening to the largest automotive radio show in the country that is mostly not about cars. Let's take a small break, and we're going to have some more important guests coming on the Carrasco Show here with my friend Ken Stapen. And don't forget, the show is brought to you by Oakville Nissan and Oakville Infinity. We are the home of the no commission salespeople. If you're just tuning in, you are listening to The Greg Carrasco Show with my friend Ken Stapen here. We are Canada's largest (laughs) automotive radio show that is mostly not about cars. We uh, we bring some think tanks on the show and we, we discuss ideas. That first hour, almost and a half, was a pretty... star-studded 80 minutes, the Premier, the Minister of Economic Development, the Minister of Education. What? We've come a long way, Ken. You know, we've come a long way.
4: We have come a long way, and now it's time to get back to our roots. This is the nope. number one automotive show in Canada, so let's get some hot automotive talk in here in the second hour.
3: <laughs> we, uh, we have uh, arguably, and uh, the self-proclaimed handsome as uh, president of any uh, car manufacturer in Canada, my friend Don Romano. Don, how are you? Great.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah,
9: no, you are so, great. How you doing?
3: I'm doing well, and thank you so much for your patience. I know that you were slotted into the show far earlier, but uh, you know the conversation was, um, you know, carrying on uh, effectively with uh, with Doug Ford and uh, and the Minister of Economic Development. And thank you so much for yeah. hanging in there. But uh you know what are your thoughts on all the stuff that's happening right now out there and I know that um this is a this is a sensitive topic but be- before we get into you know Hyundai and uh, what's happening with you guys because it's it's quite interesting what are your thoughts on what's going on out there uh Don
9: Well you know I mean we've been living with this for a year and I think there's only one solution and that is vaccination Vaccine. yep vaccination it's the only word we should be concentrating on and, and moving it faster than it's moving today i mean the u.s is vaccinating three times faster per capita than canada we should have answers to that we need to know why we need to move faster but you know i i, I do know that uh i mean i've i know uh premier ford he's a great guy and i know he's doing everything he can do these people we elect are human beings they're just giving it their all uh, it's not as easy as it sounds, but uh, let's just stay focused on. You know, I run marathons, and when you run a marathon, you focus on the finish line. Let's just focus on vaccination. Let's get it going as quick as we can, and we'll get back to normal.
3: You know what a crazy time to be in politics, man. I I don't envy anybody that is in office right now. the uh, The weight of the world is on you, and inevitably, you can never make everyone happy. So I, no. I you know, I feel for these guys, man. I I really feel for these guys.
9: I think they're doing a fine job. They're doing the best that any humans could do. And, you know, they have a big heart. They're trying to take care of everybody. They're trying to take care of the first responders. But, you know, in the end, it's all about the vaccination. So the sooner we get those moving, uh, the better we're going to be. And hopefully that's going to be sooner than later.
3: Uh, folks, if you're tuning in, you're listening to Don Romano. He is the president and CEO of Hyundai Canada, and he's also a good friend of mine. Uh, you know, I wanted to have you here on air uh, this morning, Don, for you know a bunch of different reasons. Number one is that 2020 was a crazy year, uh, and uh, there were some winners and some definite losers in the uh, in the automotive industry here in Canada, and uh, Hyundai was certainly one of the uh, on the winning side. Um, How can you justify or explain how much Hyundai grew in one of the toughest automotive years in in, in history?
9: Well, two things, Greg. I think first, we adapted to the pandemic faster than any other company. Uh, We rolled out our safe and sound protocols, and uh, we went online immediately. Uh, We had our Genesis brand, our luxury brand that was already selling online. So we had a lot of infrastructure that had already been developed Mm-hmm. And uh, we're able to provide customers with confidence to come do business with us. So that was number one. Number two, it's all about the product. We launched that new Palisade. The Palisade just been—we can't keep them in stock. We brought out a, a Kona EV with over 400 kilometer range. We, uh, you know, just we brought out a very economical venue, which you know, under eighteen thousand dollars, people who usually take mass transit maybe couldn't afford a thirty thousand, forty thousand dollar car. They could actually, you know, get affordable transportation with heated seats and with, you know, connectivity and and, uh, Blue Link. And, you know, we just did a lot of things right. And it uh, turned out to be a a pretty good year. I mean, all in all, the industry was still down. But, uh, you know, I think uh, Hyundai definitely uh, outpaced the rest of the industry and we had a record market share.
3: So, you know, the question, uh, you know, it begs the question is that how is your online process changing with this new reality? Because while I was working with you and uh, with Hyundai as well as Genesis, uh, Genesis, uh, whose uh, director is going to be on the show a little bit later on because you know this yeah. this was a layup for uh, you know richard Trevison and, and, <laughs> and Genesis is a layup so i 'm going to pick on him a little bit later on, but you know uh, as it pertains to Hyundai, how is the the new reality of business you know the digital retailing marketplace, how is that changing and how is it changing the process when it comes to you guys at Hyundai Canada?
9: Well, first of all, let me just say about Richard when I brought Richard on board to, to run Genesis. It was a tough couple of years. I mean, we, we it wasn't that easy right at first. And uh, just this um, this December, he had an all-time, all-time record. And uh, the, the product is right now, you have to order it. You know, we don't keep them in stock. It isn't a traditional process. So uh, we built Genesis with the idea of buying completely online, coming to you at home, uh, being able to pick up and delivery. One price includes all of your maintenance. So basically, you just get the car, and we take care of you. And Richard took, took that on, and it's done a fabulous job. People are really gravitating to it. And so now we're taking a lot of that that we know is something that customers are looking for and applying it to Hyundai. And it's a little different because with Hyundai, you're not buying from the factory. You're buying from a franchise dealer. Mm-hmm. And so there are certain limitations that you uh, you have to overcome with respect to buying online. But I think we've covered all the bases. In fact, we just recently launched TriRite. right means you go online and you can schedule a, a, a test drive. We'll bring it to you using all of our safe and sound protocols. Mm-hmm. so You don't even have to leave your home. If, if Premier Ford stays, says stay at home, then stay at home, go online. Doesn't mean you still can't get a, a vehicle brought to you so you can inspect it, check it out, and take it for a, a drive in a very safe fashion. So there's all kinds of things that we're adapting to and Greg I think this is going to go on long after the vaccines have rolled out and we're we're back to normal. I think this is the way business is going to be done in the automobile
3: business. You know, it's it's fascinating to hear you speak about this because uh, I have been ready for this digital retailing for about ten or twelve years, and uh, we we became my crew has always been proficient at selling and uh, vehicles online. And I remember that in May at Little Oakville here, we finished number one in Ontario simply because we had the digital di- retailing process uh, on point. And I yeah. think that you know, uh, if you if you extrapolate that and you apply to a common Manufacturer, the the car manufacturer that has the best digital retailing process is the one that's going to win. So, you know, another question for you: What do you have new in the lineup for 2021?
9: Oh man, this is going to be the uh, year—covid or no covid—it's going to be a fabulous year because. You know, we just started off with the brand-new Elantra. It just came out, and wouldn't you know, it just got North American Car of the Year. I heard. If if, if you guys haven't (laughs) checked it out, if your listeners haven't checked it out, go to HyundaiCanada.com. Check it out. This car is unbelievable. And take a look at the competition. Look at who we're we're going against, and look at the price-value relationship. There's nothing better. It's no wonder it got Car of the Year. So Elantra by far is starting the year off on the right foot. But then take a, a look at the new Tucson that's going to be coming out very soon, and it'll blow your mind. I mean, if you're you're looking at RAV4s or CRVs, stop and, and just check it out. It's going to have actually a turbo hybrid powertrain option. Nobody else has anything close to that. So you're talking about great fuel economy, but lots of power with that all-wheel drive that you need in these uh, you know snowy conditions. Now we're also bringing out the new Santa Fe. It's arriving in showrooms right now. And then, and then in about uh, I can't say exactly when, but uh, let's just say spring summer we're going to
0: bring You're out. some friends.
9: more? Oh, I, I, I tell you, you got an hour here. We have a <laughs> new open an open bed Santa Cruz truck built on that uh, that new Tucson uh, platform. Platform? Check it out. The car is Absolutely fantastic. And again, hybrid turbo powertrain, unbelievable. But that's not all. (laughs) We've got the the Ionic 5, a brand new electric vehicle. You're making me
3: happy and depressing me at the same time.
9: (laughs) I know I am. You know, maybe I should stop there, but we also have... uh, you know the N series coming out, which is our high-performance series, and yep. uh, that's going to be expanded. We brought in more Kona EVs because we ran low on inventory last year. Not now. We have this is a, an electric vehicle with one charge over 400 kilometers, and affordable. You don't need to go out and buy an expensive Tesla, which has terrible service. You can go to your local Hyundai store and get a, a, a Kona EV right now, and uh, 400 over 400 kilometers of range. It's going to be a good year, Greg, good year.
3: Do you foresee it being a record year for Hyundai Canada? No, I. you know what? I We're not really
9: focused on records, especially not knowing what the outcome of the pandemic is going to be when when we're going to see the vaccines uh, rolling out and, and this thing disappearing. So we, we try not to look at that. I think it's going to be a record year for customer service. I think we're going to have a record year for the brand and people understanding that we're not the Hyundai of 20 years ago, that we're a new brand. And uh, we're really, our focus right now, if if we make customers more delighted than ever, then that's a winning year for us.
3: You know, yeah. a little bird told me, uh, Don, that uh, you guys accomplished something remarkable in the month of uh, December. I heard that Honda uh, Canada outsold Honda Canada in December.
0: Yeah. How, yeah.
3: Did you ever imagine <laughs> that that was going to happen?
0: Well, I'm sorry to tell you, Greg,
9: but... Genesis outsold Infinity too. So, oh, 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 <laughs> so sorry, buddy.
3: Oh, um, ouch. I, I uh, never said you, that. <laughs> you,
9: you know, oh, it's boy. not being big, bigger than necessarily <laughs> better. You know, if people are buying the cars for the right reasons and they're loving their cars, that's what it's all about. But I can tell you that we're, uh, we're we, just today. Just today, recognizing some of the things that Premier Ford said. We're not exactly sure about the Pfizer rollout now. There's some delays. This is going to take a little longer than everybody else thought. So we just today rolled out a special uh, deal on our two best-selling vehicles, the brand-new North American car of the year, Elantra, as mm-hmm. well as the uh, the Kona, two of our best-selling vehicles right now. We just dropped another uh, point off of already extremely low interest rates so that plus a 90-day deferment on payment plus no all-wheel drive uh, no charge for all-wheel drive so we're we're being aggressive out there we're, we're putting the best deals we have ever had out there in the marketplace uh, and that's effective today so i think our team is, is working on trying to keep the business rolling in the midst of this stay at home uh, with the online deals with the uh you know, with all the programs that we put in place, and we know it's not going to be easy, but we'll bring the cars to you. All you have to do is go online and, and ask us to see one, and it'll be in your house same day.
8: And uh, I, again, I, will... uh, I'm pretty sure
3: that uh, your right hand there, Ross Cunningham, is uh, making sure that all the dealers get their fair share of wholesale.
9: <laughs> well, you know, one thing that's been great about, I mean, this also helped us last year is that the production in Korea. You know, Korea really tightened down um, on the, uh, the protocols to make sure that their employees stayed safe and they can keep the production rolling. Uh, the same with our, our operations down in the U.S. So we've been fortunate. We've been able to keep the uh, supply chain uh, moving at a, good, at a good pace to keep up with demand.
3: Well, that's uh, it's it's fascinating, Don. I mean, there were every time I talk to you, it's, it's such a you know a punch of energy that comes through the the the, the airways that uh, I always enjoy having a conversation with you. And I, uh, you know, while I work with you, I, I could tell you that um, everything starts at the top, and uh, if you have a scrapper at the top, it's when you see <laughs> the difference. And uh, you know, many many people ask me like, how can Hyundai sustain the level of aggression into the retail offers in the marketplace? How do you sustain that?
9: You know, I've never been called a scrapper before, but uh, I'll take it. Um, Yeah, you know, honestly, it's just about taking care of customers. Greg, you know it better than anybody. You're you're one of the greatest uh, dealers I think I've ever worked with, and you understand the importance of taking care of customers, and especially right now. I mean, if you walk into a dealership, and you don't feel comfortable. You're never going to walk in again. You're never going to come back. You, got, you have to be able to schedule your service online. You have to make sure that people are keeping their distance. All the things that uh, you know we know are the right things to do now. And I, I think handling it properly now for all of us is critical for long-term loyalty. Because if you if you all it takes is one mistake, and yep, they're going to be right off buying our our competition. Who uh, you know is is taking better care that's, of that's no way
3: not what you want that's not what Got you it. want and those are wise words from don Bramano friend of the carrasco show here and president and ceo of Hyundai canada don as usual it's an absolute pleasure to talk to you and you are welcome to come on the show any time to communicate anything that you have to say Uh, you know i wish you all the success for the year 2021 and you know luck is only needed by the unskilled and uh that's not something that that you guys need a lot of because uh you guys are doing many things right uh don thank you so much for coming on the carrasco show this morning
9: greg it's my pleasure you take care of yourself and we'll see you soon
3: we'll see you soon don folks that was the president and ceo of honda canada don romano joining the carrasco show here on TSN 1050, Canada's largest automotive radio show. On the other side of the break, we're gonna have the director of Genesis Canada, Richard Trevison. and don't forget folks, I know the show is brought to you by Oakville Nissan and Oakville Infinity, home of the Nokomation salespeople. The tunes
1: are fire. <laughs> fire.
3: If you're just tuning in folks, you're listening to The Greg Carrasco Show here with my friend Ken Stapen on TSN 1050. We are Canada's largest automotive radio show, and this show is brought to you by Oakville Nissan and Oakville Infinity, home of the no commission salespeople. And don't forget that if you come and service your vehicle, any brand from anywhere, come and see us at Oakville Nissan and Oakville Infinity for the remainder of the month. We are paying for your HST, so you have no excuse to go anywhere else right now, and uh, we will look after you. Uh, frontline workers will always get priority at Oakville Nissan, Oakville Infinity. We will make room for you. We will stay open late for you. We will make sure that you get taken care of. We we got your back, fam. We got your back. Ah, You know, it's been a good show and I start losing my voice by 1130.
4: Still have an hour and a half to go, so we're gonna need uh, I, I know, uh, we're gonna need to get you another coffee, get you some water, make sure that uh, you can keep it going, at least keep it on the rails, and then you can rest it for the rest of the evening here, because we still have uh, a couple more important guests coming down the pipe. Uh, we do indeed, and uh, you know someone that yeah. uh,
3: uh, came across my radar a little while ago because uh, we were addressing a ton of dealers in the U.S. Uh, uh, from time to time, I do public speaking, and uh, when when it comes to uh, just the car industry and, and the philosophy behind it, uh, whether it's marketing, whether it's dealer operation, uh, whether it's financial statement and, and financial analysis. Uh, I do speak uh, around the country and around the U.S. on, uh, on forums and whatnot, and uh, he was one of the panelists, and that's how we started to talk. Um, with us right now, we have the director of Genesis Canada, Richard Treveson. Richard, welcome to the Carrasco Show.
8: Uh, good morning, Greg. How are you? Thank you, you for uh, having me here, and I'd like to thank your listeners and fan club for
3: allowing me to join yeah we uh we call the uh listeners of the show the slacker nation you know we uh it's uh, you know it's, the slacker idea is a you know it's a concept of anybody that is listening to something that is going to expand their the brain or their intellectual capacity is certainly not a slacker but uh, you know it's something that grew legs you know the show has been on for about 13 years um uh, uh, richard and uh, about six years ago, we we became Canada's largest automotive radio show. So we are one of the industry's best-kept secret, believe it or not. And uh, I am super excited that you are joining us this morning because uh, what a pertinent time for you to be on the Carrasco show, Richard. Um, you know, I'm I'm sure that uh, your your idea or of the digital retailing system has just taken completely off during the pandemic, has it not?
8: Yeah, yeah. It's. Um, I like to say that it's um, you know it's, uh, for Genesis, uh, and I like to go back a little bit on in 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 the history of our brand because that's uh, that's how I can explain when when you say that uh, you know digitization. So if we go back four years ago, Genesis didn't exist. So brand new brand, and and when you have to launch a new brand, you have to be unique and and look at. Uh, Look at the marketplace. You know, luxury brands in, in Canada in the rest of the world, it's it's a very saturated market. There's lots of very good brands. So Genesis had to do something uh, different. And, and the key element was uh, focusing on, on the customer's expectation. First of all, of course, you need the, the right products and top products, top quality, fun to drive, and, and we have that. But we have to create something different so the consumer would notice um, Genesis and and we look at research and uh, for example, 80% of the luxury buyers say I'd like to have a test drive at home or at my office. And this was before COVID. So uh-huh. you know today ministers we're talking about you know stay at home, stay safe. And when when we look at our brand philosophy, we came out with a slogan: We come to you, and we created a portfolio of products called Genesis at Home, which includes a test drive at home. Uh, even the delivery of the vehicle is done at, at your home. You don't have to go to a dealership. If and I can then, interrupt you for yeah, one second,
3: Richard, yeah, you know one of my one of my best friends. Uh, his name is Greg Walker. Uh, he is one of the people that I respect most on the planet. He he purchased a GV80 months and months and months ago, and he waited and waited patiently. And I know that uh, he took delivery of it. Uh, I believe it was the third week of December, and uh, he he was so impressed with the fact that uh, Genesis Canada, uh, I think that he bought it out of uh, Yorkdale Genesis. Uh, the vehicle was delivered on this, um, in this glass uh, con- container. Uh, Santa Claus came <laughs> with the vehicle uh, and uh, it, was, it was an experience. He was so thrilled with uh with the customer service and the touchless uh system that that took place that uh, he was just bragging about it and uh, i'm still waiting for him to show up with his new truck but uh, i know how different genesis is uh please carry on i didn't mean to interrupt you. i just had to mention that because was, he was so happy
8: Yeah, no, you just uh, you just reinforced my point and, and that's a great example that uh, yeah uh, that's a delivery at home process and again you know th- this was developed four years ago and now just to you know to summarize this this at home uh preference this genesis at home it's really what the customer wants so we we're giving the customer a choice and and then of course when we look at the difficult year with COVID that we had in in 2020 and and, and it's still here until uh until we have the vaccine we have to respect our customers and keep them safe so you know, a, a vehicle is a need. It's also something that gives you freedom. And now during COVID, a vehicle gives you that uh, mobile safety cell. So that's the safest that's right. place for you when, when you need transportation, et cetera. So making that uh, purchase experience very safe and, and customizable. The customer can choose. I can buy a car from my chalet, from my cottage. I can buy a car from walking around. So, you know, everything is online. And and that giving uh, the full full respect to to the customer. And and what was important during COVID is we kept that discipline, we kept and we reinforced the, the services that we provide to our customers.
3: You know, doing during the initial stages of an emerging brand one of the biggest challenges that a lot of people face or a lot of companies face, or product for that matter, is obscurity. Do you f- feel that Genesis as a luxury brand has reached a critical mass point in which people know what Genesis is, people know who Genesis is intended to compete against? Do you think that you're there? Uh, that's actually
8: the, what makes our... Our work, myself, Don, and, and, and the rest of the team. What makes it interesting is that we still have lots of work ahead because, you know, last year we sold about 1,500 units, so it's it's still a very much of a niche volume. And, and in in 2021, this year, this is a big expansion year. We're we're gonna triple our sales, and to do that, uh, we have to create that awareness uh, to the consumer. Many people don't 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 know what it, what is Genesis. So it's through digital marketing. We see also now with, with, with the situation of customers staying at home, video is very important. It's a key key element in in choosing a product. So through through videos, through then testimonials from our customers, also word of mouth. It's also seeing cars uh, on the road. That's all all extremely important for us. So this is 2021 is. Is the year where we have to increase awareness and, and we have the right products to do that. We're launching another SUV, uh, it's called the GV70, in the second half of the year. That's in the, uh, as you know better than me, that's the uh, compact luxury SUV. Oh, that's yeah. That's fastest growing segment, uh, three times the segment of where we have our new GV80. So that's really, that's already an organic way to create awareness you just have to sell more vehicles and, and satisfy more consumers. At the end a product has has to satisfy the consumer. You have happy customers and you sell more products. And and then I, as I said before, discipline. You know, we we have one price across Canada. So there's no there's no remorse games. Have, there have, are no games things. that are being played. Yeah. yeah. There's no remorse. I I'm sure I'm getting the best deal because it's one deal, it's all inclusive with the with the maintenance service included. So that's that's another key point of uh, creating this awareness in
3: Canada. You know, I think that a lot of people don't know who your direct uh, competition or target customer is. You know who who is your main uh, who is your nemesis? I mean, I, okay, let me take the nemesis out. Who is your direct competitor? You know, uh,
8: when 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 you, <clears throat> when you look at the. At the product offering in the marketplace, we can say everybody's our direct competitor because customers have so much choice. Uh, It's it's a buyer's market. Uh, It doesn't matter if you're luxury or non luxury, there's technology, great products coming out. So for us, it's really to be unique and find a unique customer. So, you know, like when I look at our typical customer, they're entrepreneurs, progressive, They're, they're looking for for something different, and they're looking for that uh, excellent uh, customer service. So our brand, um, this is a strategy that we actually launched uh, late last year. We, we came up with a new internal uh, brand uh, focus, which is called relationship-based brand. We want to be the best relationship-based brand. So what does that mean? Once you purchase a car, normally you're forgotten with mm-hmm. Genesis, you purchase and we focus on your ownership experience. You will have a relationship with, uh, with our GXM, Genesis Experience Managers that work across Canada in our 30 distributors, and those those um, individuals are, are linked to you. And then you have another link to the manufacturer. Not, not You can even, uh, yes, yeah, send an email to me or to my team. We really look at the customer experience because when you buy a Genesis, at the end you're buying it directly from Genesis from Canada. The factory, that, yeah. That's a, yeah, so that's a unique uh, positioning. So we can create a very strong relationship with our distribution network. And also with our customer. and that's that's unique to to Genesis,
3: to Genesis Canada. You know, folks, yeah. if you just tune in, you're listening to the Greg Carrasco show. We are Canada's largest automotive radio show, and with me, uh, I'm very lucky to have as a special guest this morning the director of Genesis Canada, Richard trevison uh, who's been uh, you know kind enough to join us this morning. And uh, uh, Genesis, uh, as as a luxury brand, uh, is is really making a big difference in relation to the business model and how how luxury car buyers view their experience with a luxury manufacturer and their vehicles now how are your sales numbers richard in relation to last year now that uh, and how has covid affect covid affected your model
8: yeah so you know uh, i was listening to to don before and he actually mentioned that december was was a record for for genesis we quadruple our our sales so you know usually in a normal December, let's say 2019, uh, we would sell around 100 units. Last year, we sold 421 units, and and that was uh, also a very important logistic uh, uh, achievement. Uh, and, and this is only thanks to thanks to our integrated uh, integrated uh, strategies and being part of the Hyundai Motor Group. What does that mean? That not only we have the technical know-how. Engineering, but we also have the logistics fully integrated. So once our vehicles leave Korea on a vessel, that vessel is owned by Hyundai Motor Group, and then the logistics in Canada. Once they land, we manage the logistics through our internal company called Globis. So we have this fully integrated approach, and and through this, we were able to deliver four times more cars in a month and, and in 15 days because it was also Christmas and everything. So. Great achievement, thanks to the death of our of our group, so going back to your question on, on sales, yeah at the end at the end we were only a minus four percent versus previous year and and we have to remember you know April may you couldn't even do offer tests
3: I couldn't do anything
8: yeah. so those those were the the difficult months but then seeing from actually from July to December in every single month we are sedan g seventy Mm -hmm. was able to outsell the previous year. So that was our business accelerator. And and it's due to two reasons. One, of course, it's a great product, but then really the customer acceptance and accepting that you can buy a car online. You know, 80, yeah, as I said before, 80% won't test, right? But then also, uh, what is it, uh, looking at Google statistics, uh, 61% of customers now after the COVID experience are saying, hey, I want to I want to purchase online. I want to have the configuration, the credit application, everything online. The yeah. final deal online. So we we have that two ready things for a year. So that that was our big uh, let's say competitive advantage.
3: That is amazing because I I saw it internally at my stores, uh, our our digital retailing efforts, and you know in the panel that you and I shared a, a few months back. Uh, that was one of the, uh, the the number one talking points that we had out of out of both my stores, in which our digital retailing uh, process was on point, and that made all the difference in me being able to succeed and, and survive. And you know, actually, had the biggest year that Oakville Nissan and Oakville Infin- Infinity had ever had in, in Oakville. So you know, I, I I do understand what that means now, as the director of Genesis. And in uh, and, and the, the the power of change that you guys are pushing forward into the luxury market, Richard. How do you see 2021?
8: 2021. Hey, uh, yeah, that's uh, it, it is. Um, how, how can I say? Let's say a very instrumental. I don't want to say interesting. I'll say instrumental year for uh, for Genesis because we're launching. In a totally new segment for us, like I said before gV seventy and then closer to the end of the year we're launching our first electric uh, vehicle. So that uh, again, that's really uh, finding the right consumer and having that product to 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 yeah satisfy unique consumers that we are finding. 2021, you know, with the lockdown, et cetera, stay at home, of course, uh, it will create difficulties with Quebec. Also, uh, you know, the dealers cannot operate uh, this month. So that, of course, uh, is going to uh, slow down certain a certain amount of sales. But we see a, a big rebound, uh, not only because we have new products, but there is going to be more demand in coming in the second quarter and then in the second half of the year. And uh, again, what we did last year, lots of lessons learned, we actually improved our our systems and and the training with our GXM. So what what are GXM? Those are the Genesis Experience Managers. Managers, And and I remember um, when we were on the panel with Automotive automotive News, myself and yourself, uh, that you mentioned at the beginning of, of this call, we were talking about uh, digitization, we were talking about online, and we had a little bit of an argument, I was saying you still need that human touch. And <laughs> I like to bring that back because you, you buy a vehicle online, but then at the end, you still need to test drive a vehicle. So uh, you need uh, the representative of the brand to bring the vehicle to you for the test drive, and then also to explain the features. So we our system is very flexible in the sense for a consumer that wants the minimal minimal human touch, then they can do everything online. But then there's also the consumer that says, yeah, I want to configure the car online, but then I want to have a, my private consultant, which we call the GXM, come to my house, explain the vehicles give me all the information and then build a relationship during the ownership of the vehicle. So it's almost having your own concierge. And that, I think, it's the instrumental, again, for, for Genesis and, and for 2021, because consumers need that uh, custom-made uh, experience. Uh,
3: yeah. yeah I, uh, Richard, you know, I want to thank you on behalf of the entire uh, audience of the Carrasco show here on TSN 1050. And uh, uh, I want to offer the, uh, the show and the platform to you whenever you have any new product, new communications, anything that you want to talk to tens of thousands of people that listen to the show every Saturday morning and download the podcast online across the country. Uh, you are welcome to come on the show. Thank you so much for joining us this morning, Richard.
8: Oh, my pleasure, and uh, yeah, invite everybody to test drive a Genesis. That's uh, that's really what you need to do.
3: Uh, thank you so much, Including Richard, and uh Greg. Yeah, <laughs> uh, thank you, and uh, you know, I'll I'll talk to you soon, folks. That was um, that was Richard Travison. He was director of Genesis Canada. Uh, One of the fastest growing luxury car manufacturers here in the country. And uh, they're very specific. You know, you can do everything online, one price. Everything is included on on, on the price of that vehicle. It's it's fascinating. And they're making a lot of waves in in the marketplace. Um, We're going to take a small break. And now the next hour is all about you. If you have something to say this morning, call us, 416-870-1050. Again, 416-870-1050 is the number. If you have something to say, I want to hear about it. You're listening to The Carrasco Show, Canada's largest automotive radio show, brought to you by Oakville Nissan in Oakville Infinity. We'll be right back. You are listening to The Greg Carrasco Show with Ken Stapen on TSN 1050, Canada's largest automotive radio show. This last hour of the show is your hour. Call us. You got a bone to pick? Call us, 416-870-1050. And if you're calling from out of town, it's one 855 591-6876 again 416-870-1050 and from out of town is one 591 6876 if you have a bone to pick if you have a question concerns issue beefs grievances if you want to disagree with everything <laughs> if you're thinking about buying a car selling a car leasing a car wrecking a car squashing a car trading a car this is it but you need to have a thick skin though because uh, you know my opinions do not care about your feelings i don't care i will tell you the facts almost three decades of car business experience i said car business experience not mechanical experience i'm not a mechanic there's not a single mechanical inclination in my body zero I don't care about motors. I don't care about compression ratios, horsepower. Nah, that's not my thing. Yeah. Is it your thing, Ken?
4: No, not necessarily my thing either. I did uh, used to help my dad from time to time. He was a uh, big do the work on the car in the driveway. Used to change the oils, do the brakes, all that sort of stuff. He did it all himself, and he tried to get me interested in it. And I would help him out from time to time, but it just never really like it never really clicked for me. I was never interested in it.
3: Well, yeah, I know what you mean. I'm the least handy person on the
4: planet. <laughs> well, it's for whatever reason, the mechanical inclination just doesn't, it doesn't do it for me. I like doing other handy stuff around the house. You know, I'm I savvy myself, a fairly decent woodworker, So I'll do little projects for that, build little pieces of furniture, you know, just stuff like that I really enjoy. But when it came to the mechanical inclination of working on a car, I'm just not into it. You got the grease under your fingernails that you can't get out for a week afterward. It's just nothing's really appealing <laughs> oh, about it to me. Oh my
3: goodness! Like the the grease under your nails is yeah. Me, what uh, troubles no, you? No, no. Yeah,
4: honestly, <laughs> like you could call me you could call <laughs> me a prima donna. You could call me a prima donna or whatever it is that you want, me. but my goodness, is that's a, it just just not for me.
3: Uh, yeah like I said to you before I I don't have I am the least handy person there is. I don't know how to do anything and you know I I have built a few things over the years but uh, I don't know if I can uh testify to the longevity or the reliability
4: <laughs> of my products. All, all I'm saying is that sawdust doesn't get stuck under your fingernails for a week. So I'll stick I'll stick to the to the woodworking for now.
3: You know what I'm really good at building fences <laughs> like from a from a literal
4: and a figurative sense. <laughs> is that is that a is that a metaphor for something? <laughs> I, I don't know man, you, but you I just build I, walls all, all, all over the place, whether it's in your I, yard, whether it's I kid you
3: not. My uh when I was married, uh you know, I, I've lived in this neighborhood here for the last twenty or some more years on Dundas and Trafalgar area. And uh, there is an area here called Oak Park. And um I had a couple of houses in that area and uh, I built both fences uh, in both houses, like myself, and uh, they're still there. So they must be good for something. My fences are pretty good.
4: yeah that's uh at the end of the day that's all you'll be remembered your fences will be there long after you
3: oh that's great i don't know if i feel proud of that ken but uh
4: hey listen a man's got to have a legacy i believe we have a caller it's us. Uh, i don't know what, what number slacker it is, is this is a slacker number two slacker number three
3: slacker number four maybe who do we have line <laughs>
4: lou <laughs> lou skis us lou you're on the hey Carrasco guys show.
6: great to be with you greg ken uh you know you just brought up a point that uh, I constantly make, you know, do what you do best, and pay others to do the rest.
4: <laughs> hey, no sense I, I appreciate in getting that, you Luke.
6: guys involved in stuff you suck
4: at. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, that's that's very true. And I'm not sure how handy I was while I was trying to help uh, do the mechanical work. I was more just uh, looking for the right size wrench in the garage most of the time. You were well, somebody
6: to be to yell at.
4: Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, exactly. When uh, And when you have uh, just a coffee can full of metric and imperial sockets, <laughs> let me tell you, it can be a little difficult to find the right size. You
3: know, Kenny, I can I can speak on personal experience. I, I grew up in Chile, and it's all metric. So when I came up here, and uh, the imperial system is all is, it's all Greek to me, man. No no pun intended here, Lou. <laughs> no, uh, no. It's all Greek to me. I do not understand what 6th, 8th, or 116th. I have no idea what that is
6: so greg when you were saying you know you're in the automotive business you don't care how uh people feel i immediately thought are you channeling carrasco kai the mean hit first hit hard karate (laughs) school
3: you know i i gotta tell you Lou, i got I got stuck. I normally don't watch TV and, uh, you know, my little guy, Alex, my, my 15 year old, you know, comes to my house often. And, uh, uh, one day we were just eating, uh, our favorite meal and, uh, I put it on by accident and, uh. It's a pretty captivating show <laughs> like we we are deep into Cobra, Cobra Kai and then the other day because he'd never watched it before so we watched the first movie uh, Karate Kid and uh, yeah. they've done a really good job with that show I don't know have you been watching it
6: I did uh, like you by hazard I came upon it and something resonated and some of the things some of the thoughts that came from it was boy this character kind of reminds me of Greg He's into martial arts, he's into the automotive dealership, he's, you know, trying to find Philosophical constructs that he can operate within. I saw a lot of parallels there, brother.
3: There are, and uh, the conflicting relationship with their kids. You know, trying to find ourselves. I know there's a lot of metaphors going on on that show. So, you know, it's uh, it's it's captivated my attention, and uh, my little guy and I are watching it together, which is good. But, uh, you know, Lou, today we had a pretty crazy show, man. Uh, the people that are populating the uh, the Carrasco show and the Airways are uh, are becoming more and higher and higher profile. What did you think of the first couple of hours?
6: I thought it was uh, pretty good. And, um, you know, honestly, the um, the one that struck a nerve was when you were talking with the head of Genesis. Yeah. Because I had had a conversation with a friend of mine about automobile as a service, not as a purchase. So did I understand it correctly that if you a transaction with Genesis, you will get the car, you will, uh, for the same price, you will get maintenance, and you will get service, all for the same nut.
3: Yeah, you know, when when I was working with uh, Hyundai and Genesis Canada, it was a concept that was introduced. And at one point, they had to make the separations because, uh, you know, a few years back, you can sell a Genesis from the Hyundai store. And uh, when they made the separation to turn it into an individual independent brand that was only available online for which they didn't need to have uh, dealerships, really, it was just a distributorship system, Uh, they were really ahead of the game. And many people questioned uh, the sanity of the decision that was made but i can tell you man there was a lot of um, uh, there was a lot of uh, vision and, on that concept and now it's paying off tremendously and i think that people are you know as the car industry progresses uh, you will find that more and more people are going to be looking at driving a vehicle as a service but not as a hard purchase
6: so do you think it's going to stay in luxury or will it migrate to other segments of automotive
3: well you know it, it's interesting because uh, so long as you have a a dealership or franchisee system, it's very difficult to to fix pricing uh, because uh, it, it was challenged. I mean, even with Saturn, Saturn was way ahead of its time. I, do, I don't know if you remember this, but uh, I, do. I mean yeah, it was a one-price system. Uh, everybody was not on commission; they were salary employees, and uh, I, I think that they were taken to task by the competition bureau, and uh, they were essentially punished for collusion and price fixing. So I'm mm. a firm believer on the one-price system, Lou. I don't. You see, negotiation is a trap because you know it implies that whoever is the better negotiator is going to win, and when you are getting in the ring with professional negotiators, uh, and you think that you won. It's just an illusion. So, you know, that's one of the reasons why I don't have commission salespeople at my place. So I do believe that that is going to sift into the mainstream automotive market. And I certainly hope it does within my lifetime. Because you got to remember that I'm not that young anymore. And I, I'm approaching the end of my career. Certainly, I want to approach the end of my career. And uh, I, I, I really hope that that translates into the mainstream uh, vehicle services. And uh, I'm going to do whatever I can to help promote that idea.
6: Okay, well that was uh, you answered my question so if you're looking for automotive as a service Genesis offers it and they're the only ones out there
3: for now I think that uh, yeah. there is a, there's a lot of changes coming down the pipeline and a lot of car manufacturers you know believe it or not I, ne- I need to say this because uh, uh, Infinity as a brand is also putting a lot of efforts into this like when, when uh, Mr. Trevison was talking about the, uh, uh, the Genesis experience manager um, that was introduced by Infinity many many years ago now so we have an actual Experienced manager at the dealership, somebody that is 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 like a concierge that they are only focusing your experience with the brand and what it represents in your lifetime, or in 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 the lifetime of your ownership of that product. So, there is a lot of you know there is a lot of learning, there is a lot of across uh, ideas that are being used by different car manufacturers, but uh, Genesis is certainly taken to the next level.
6: Okay, well, Greg, thanks a lot. Uh, Continue on with this great show, and I'll talk to you soon. Happy capitalism.
3: Thank you, Lou. You're amazing. Thank you so much for calling. Uh, Folks, if you want to have a say on, on the show, uh, you can always reach out to us, 416-870-1050, or if you call them from out of town, is 1-855-591-6876. Again, the number is none of, uh, 416-870-1050. Uh, and that's the number that you call right now to have any discussions. If you have any opinions about uh, our previous guests, whether it was uh, the Minister of Economic Development, Mr. Fideli, or uh, the Minister of Education, Stephen Lecce, or our Premier, Doc Ford, uh, call us. We will have this discussion. And you know, as I was talking to Lou there, uh, Ken, I was thinking about you. I, I, I think about you from time to time. <laughs> well, that's that's nice um, to hear. Yeah, yeah, we yeah, from from spend every time.
4: Saturday morning together, so.
3: And <laughs> you know, I I just realized, you know, the the music selection that Ben was playing this morning was on fire, but it wasn't what I had written last night, and I realized that we were looking at different files. Uh, so, if you look at the uh, the current file, I, I just updated the songs, but uh, um, you know, I, I wanted to ask you of of all those people that we had this morning, was there anything that was said or or communicated that stood out? Um, you know, for me, it, I think it's mostly how how much our government. Is working in the background to provide relief to people that we don't even know about, uh, and I think that there is there is a there is a general fallacy into thinking that politicians can make magic happen, and uh, there is a lot of restraints. Uh, what what spoke to you this morning, uh, Ken? Uh, what's your call?
4: Well, when I look at the ministers in particular, I think that oftentimes it's you know Doug Ford and rightfully so who gets the yeah. primary. Platform to speak so we often see the interviews and his him rolling out the new policies and what we're thinking about doing and as a province how they're trying to attack or trying to move forward with a plan that's going to work for everybody and for Minister Fideli in particular and Stephen Lecce or Lecce is that the correct pronunciation? Yeah, I believe so, I, I think that, so Lecce. Yeah, so for those two to come on and us to hear directly from them I think is something that we don't often have the opportunity to hear and particularly with the measures being taken to help small businesses, I think that's very encouraging for a lot of Ontarians because this has been one of the points that's been hammered home and you brought it up earlier on the show with these big box scores or box stores rather being able still to operate and when small businesses are being shut down or, you know, busted to curbside pickup where it's really not the same because people aren't going to be spending the same amount of money and with people being encouraged to stay home the business levels are even lower so Perfect. to know that there's some plans that are being rolled out by the by the minister and by the Ford administration to try to help these small businesses i think is something that can be a very encouraging point for ontarians
3: i, I do believe so and I, I i think that we have a couple of callers here let's talk to Will from Washington will uh thank you for calling the Carrasco show this morning and also if anybody else wants to join the conversation the number is 416-870-1050 416-870-1050 will good morning
0: Greg, Ken, greetings oh, hey. and happy new year, if we're still allowed to
4: say that. <laughs> Thank you, Will. Good morning.
0: Yeah, what's the official cutoff for that? I don't really know.
4: I feel um, like it's a weekend. Like, okay. For me, when you get to January 7th, unless it's somebody who you have a relationship with and then you haven't seen them in the new year, then maybe you can extend it a little bit longer. But for just the random cordial introduction, I feel like you get a weekend and then you got to shut it down.
0: Well, but I you feel know, like Greg is my friend because I've been listening to him for at least 10 years now.
4: All right, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll buy it then. Happy New Year stands. No, Will <laughs> needs a life. That's what Will needs.
0: <laughs> um, I have to tell you, this new time slot doesn't fit in as well with my sitting around in the morning, having grabbing a Saturday morning coffee, but uh, I make time to tune in from time to time still. Well, but, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. My my uh, my comment re- this morning was regarding Doug Ford. I actually called his office yesterday to register my extreme um, consternation with the fact that he ousted Mr. Baber from the party. Um, uh-huh. I think there needs to be I think there needs to be uh, voices from the other side of this whole lockdown situation listened to. And the minute somebody like that has the nerve to speak up, to get canned, like Mr. Hillier, um, Kerry Hollis, Um, you know, Doug claims to be following the science, and there's a whole lot of science out there that he's not following, and all these people are asking is that we have a conversation, and he refuses to have a conversation, and I voted for the man. I'm so disappointed in Doug.
3: Well, you know, I I think that... um... I think that I can comment on that. No... (laughs) At this point, well, nobody really has the monopoly on what is right and what is wrong. And uh, although I do agree completely that we should not be censoring people that disagree with us, unfortunately, that is not what's happening out there in in the general sense. Uh, But saying that, when you have all the fish pointing in a certain direction, until we know the real motives as to why that took place in the government, I I, I reserve the right to comment on it because I, I don't know exactly what took place well and neither do you uh, i think that the details of this is what we have been allowed to hear but I, i'm sure that there is more to the story that uh, potentially will come up and and i agree with you completely that we need to be able to listen to people who disagree with us the moment that we don't the moment that we shut them down the moment that we censor them we are walking a dangerous dangerous a slippery slope in which we uh you know, the echo chamber will take you to places that you would never dreamed of, and uh, I'm, I'm seeing this happening all over the world. But uh, I, I, I reserve the right to to hold my opinion on that dismissal because I don't know exactly what took place. I know that he posted a pretty incendiary letter afterwards, and um, to be perfectly honest with you. Uh, Instead of focusing on somebody that got fired, I want to know what's what's getting done in the city because that's what's going to affect the vast majority of the population. So I I do hear what you're saying, Will, and I don't disagree with you. Uh, I think that we need more details. What do you think?
0: Well, um, Doug claims to be following, you know, listening to the science, following the models. And he has got a cabal of health professionals, supposed health professionals, talking into his ear with nothing but worst case scenarios. And, but, and we have not Will, even begun to approach worst case scenarios for the longest for, since the beginning of this. So if that's Will, the case, hold on, hold on. why know, do Will, we keep I... quoting worst case scenarios?
3: Because, Will, you got to remember that th- these people are politicians, and this is the discussion that I've had with many people this week, and this is the worst time to be a politician because nobody wants to be responsible for destroying the economy, nor anybody wants to be responsible for having a single individual death because everything is going to be blamed on you. And uh, I said to Ken this morning, you know, sitting on the fence is what, you know, gets you slivers. <laughs> but unfortunately, when you hire people to advise you and then you don't listen to their advice, what's the point of having them in the first place? I do hear what you're saying, Will, and uh, your voice is not unheard. I think that, um, you know, the government and the people from, uh, you know, Mr. Ford's office, they, they do listen to the show, and I think that they're, they're hearing what you're saying, and uh, I um, I hope that there is um there are some answers soon and hopefully we can we can get past this because the economy is being decimated uh, Greg, businesses are Go Greg ahead.
0: we're at war Greg we're at war we're at uh, war and and the the generals from war that we remember are the people that had to make tough hard decisions and said yes I'm going to send the guys over that wall. And I calculate we're going to lose so many of them, but in the end, we'll save a lot of lives. And that's what Doug isn't doing, I don't think. Um, I think
3: you know, well, is- I, I- well, I, I think that uh, we we have to be careful with, you know, with that sort of narrative because, uh, the the reality is is that uh, we we're not at war. Uh, and uh, I thank you for the phone call and uh, and thank you for listening to the show. Uh, I, I know that tough decisions need to be made, but unfortunately, Will... No one, no one is in a position to sacrifice lives for the greater good right now because uh, we don't know what the answer is. And uh, I don't want your opinion not to be heard, but at the same time, we have to be careful with the way that we we communicate our ideas. Um, You know, there is a lot of incendiary narrative going on out there, and uh, I certainly don't want to be part of that. Uh, But um, I do believe, I, I believe deep inside that, Everybody that is in in a position of power right now, at least in the province of Ontario, is trying to do the best that they can uh, with the tools that are available to them. Are they making tough decisions? Yeah, are they making the right decisions? We don't know the The reality is in and like I said before on the show, you know i I have to wish that my leaders are making the right decisions for me uh, because if i don't i mean you know I, I'm, I'm inside the boat i'm in the boat with them. So now I, I have to trust that these people have been put in power for them to make the decisions that will impact positively the vast majority of us. And that we never, we just simply don't know what the right or the wrong thing to do is. Um, you know, we have, a, we have another phone call here. Uh, who do we have on the line, uh, Ken?
4: Uh, let's go to Todd. Todd, you're on the Greg Carrasco Show.
3: Todd, he's slacking number five.
4: <laughs> I keep getting moved down.
3: <laughs> no, man, you don't call enough. One day I'll be 10? slacking. You will I, always um, be part of my Slacker group, man.
10: Did you say that Will was calling in from the United States?
3: Uh, I don't know where he was calling from.
4: Uh, he said Washington, was Ontario, Ontario said, I believe. He said oh, Washington, Ontario. Ontario, but then started to say something about Washington, D.C. and him, right. D.C., yeah, standing for deserted for corners. I don't know.
10: Greg, that, that narrative is, can be a little dangerous. I mean, it at is. The end and of the I, day, these guys ahead. are listening. They're listening to people that they have to trust, and truthfully, you and I both know is that he has sent people over the wall, and they already have done the modeling on how many people that they're going to lose. Right now, they're trying to make sure that they don't overwhelm the health system, and all of the doctors and all of the hospital associations have supported that and have spoken out that they need they need the measures that are in place in order to be able to function. So,
3: well, look at um, it this way: I mean, it, I, and and I see this from a from a business standpoint. If you hired a manager to to manage a department you need to let the managers manage so right. if the government has hired a group of experts for them to advise the highest office within the province and then you don't listen to the very people that you hired to do this then what's the point so right. I, and, and I i do but i do believe that doug has made some tough decisions man i i, I know him personally
10: of none of them took the job that they're in to make you know quite frankly expecting they'd be in this position to make these decisions of course not and you know it's interesting his um you know i'm not going to harp on your last caller, but he did bring up a couple of points that struck a nerve with me and that is you know no one censored that mpp he wasn't censored he he just lost his role in cabinet it's pretty simple um and so he still has a twitter account he can speak the same way that he spoke <laughs> the first time um so i mean you know if if that individual worked for your organization greg and he went out publicly and started speaking against uh Everything that you guys were doing from no commission sales and those types of things,
3: you wouldn't but retain. It's subordination. It doesn't no, work that you- way. Right. No, I'm sorry. And, uh, but you see, here's the thing, though, that people are confusing uh, the whole concept of having the ability to speak and people being okay with it. <laughs> you can say whatever right. you want. That doesn't mean that I have to accept it. So right. if, you have, if you have a government with a, with a vision, if you have a government with an actual agenda, that right. and in this case, you know, the, the agenda is set by the party and by the better decisions, and you have somebody that is literally not adhering to the whole concept of what they're trying to accomplish, Keeping them there is going to have a more adverse effect than a positive effect of balance. Would you agree with I, that?
10: I totally agree, and it, it doesn't matter if it's politics or business. So,
3: well, I, I do understand what Will is saying, but I mean we have to be careful with the way that uh, that we communicate our, our ideas to to the uh, to, to the public at large, because when you talk about. You know, war and when you talk about uh, sending people over the fence, it's like what, what, what are we talking about here?
10: After what we saw in the United States last week, then you're absolutely right. We have to certainly be a whole lot more sensitive to those type, that type of narrative and those type of words being used. It sounds crazy, but it's it's, it's the way of the world today.
3: Well, I, I was super happy to hear the Minister of Economic Development talking about that grant for small businesses in Southern Ontario because I can tell you they need it. They need it now.
10: Yeah, and we, we've worked, our association as you know, worked really closely with uh, Minister Fide- Fidelity's office uh, at the very beginning of this pandemic, and um, they, they mean what they say. They are all about trying to help. It sounds crazy, even though they shut things down. They are all about trying to find ways to keep our economy moving. They uh, they were an open ear, and we told them that we wanted to be uh, listened to as far as remaining essential service, and that we could prove a point, uh, as to why we should be. And we had data to support that, and that we had safety protocols, and um, so you know you've got some people there that I know that the public doesn't usually get to see it because they get to see the, the snippets of what they read at their press conferences. But these guys are working pretty hard in behind the scenes. And you know I really also enjoyed your conversation today with uh, with Don. He uh, you know I, he, what he said is so true. And I you know we've all been saying it, but you know for a leader of a manufacturer to reiterate it, it's so true. Is that you know like until we get a vaccine, nothing nothing is going to really change. Uh, in many ways. And so it's up to all of us as businesses and manufacturers and retailers is to adopt a business, yeah. right? So, you know, he didn't say it and he wasn't insinuating, but certainly, so, you know, as a society, we got to stop, you know, sitting back and waiting for the old way to come back to being, you know, the current way, because it may never come back. So time to adapt. It's what you do. And obviously his company has done that. And, uh, the numbers that, uh, that you, you talked about in terms of their, uh, their market share certainly support that, uh, you know what they did was the right thing to do. So, you know, congratulations to them and the other groups that have done it as well.
3: Yeah, I, uh, you know, I know Don personally, and uh, you know he's considered to be a an innovator in in certainly in that space. And the numbers are there to prove it. Somebody said results are the only proof of ability. And uh, I can tell you, they, they, they certainly make <laughs> they made some pretty big waves. Uh, folks, if you're just tuning in, you're listening to um, the Greg Carrasco Show, Canada's largest automotive radio show. And uh, with me right now is Todd Bourgon, the executive director of the Trillium Auto Dealers Association. Um, I think this is one of the largest associations in the country, no, uh, for car dealers?
0: Correct. Yeah,
10: 1,192 new car dealers underneath our umbrella.
3: That is, that is a lot. You know, I, um, I'm super happy to share this with everyone that uh, last year at Oakville Nissan nice and in Oakville Infinity, we had the absolute best year that we had ever had. And a lot of it had to do with adapting to the new way of conducting business. Uh, do you think that 2021 is going to be a bigger year?
10: Oh, that's a dangerous question. So I'm going to, I think I'm going to answer it the same way that Don did in terms of what he was projecting. And that is, is that we don't really know, Greg. Um, But what we do know is that the way that we're doing business today, we're going to be doing business like this for quite some time. And in fact, um, this may be the way that we, you know, we continue to do it forever, even with the vaccine. So I'd like to think that it will be uh, a much better year than 2020 on many fronts. But until we you know, have definitive timelines for a vaccine, I think it's a tough qu- question to answer. Um, what I really liked, uh, what I heard out of the premier uh, today um, was the, the timeline um, for the vaccinations. And I think that you know what you said on your show this morning uh, might have given some people a, a bit of relief and the fact that um, people in the background have been wondering, you know, are we going to go to a curfew? And uh, you know, is this going to get further shut down? And there's anxiety about that. And he answered the question straight up. I don't want to run a police state. Um, people are doing, you know, they need to, you know, they need to own up and be part of the solution. And I really don't want to go to a police state. So that's, I think for me, there's a bit of relief in that, and that will also help consumers in their own mindset uh, here. That get some um, you know, that what we're dealing with exactly. That there's some confidence out there. So I, I think that there was a lot of messages today uh, that can be brought from uh, from that. That you know. It's, it's tough, but, you know, it's going to be okay. And, and, and his intentions are not to make it worse for us.
3: Well, I, I think that the sentiment came forward this morning that uh, they're really trying to do what is right. And uh, unfortunately, because we've never been in this situation before, we simply don't know what that is. And right. um, based on the information that we got out of all the ministers this morning in, in, in the Premier Doug Ford, I, I do believe, that they have the best interests of the province at heart. Uh, In, like I said to many people before, inevitably in the process of doing this, you will make people unhappy. You can never make everyone happy, and that's something that we need to deal with, no matter who is in power. Uh, But on that basis, I I do feel that um, the the actions that have taken place from a business standpoint, yes, there are many that have been hurt, and I have another guest coming up in a couple of minutes, uh, Toma. Um, You know, the, the, the effects have been felt uh, but uh, in the overall scheme of things, if it wasn't for what the government has done, there was there would be many, many car dealerships that wouldn't be in business right now. Would you agree with that?
10: hundred percent. A hundred percent. I mean, when this whole thing happened, we were we were first at the door um, to the ministry when they were looking at um, the uh, wage subsidy and the loss allowance for the businesses. And we said, that's just not going to cut it. There's not a chance that that's going to help. And you're going to see massive layoffs and, and massive unemployment. And you're going to see some businesses not make it. Um, And our provincial government took that message to the feds, and now you've got a a wage subsidy program that's very substantial and has been a lifeline, as you know, for for many businesses in Ontario, not just the car industry. So, yeah, I I, I do think that um, that they've been listening, Um, but, um, you know, they're not going to please everybody, and uh, we're not going to be happy with every decision, but that's life. (laughs)
3: <laughs> welcome, welcome to live, Todd Bergan. Everybody, thank you so much for calling the show. Todd, you are always welcome to call whenever you feel like it. A big shout out to your mom and and, and your dad, and uh, I hope he's still enjoying the Murano. And um, you know, I'll talk to you soon, Toddie.
10: Guys, have a great day. Thanks.
3: Thanks, brother. Uh, I want, uh, you know, Professor Toma to not go anywhere. We need to take a small break, folks. Uh, You are listening to The Greg Carrasco Show here, Canada's largest automotive radio show. And uh, this show is brought to you by Oakville Nissan and Oakville Infinity, home of the no-commission salespeople. Uh, If you want to call us, the number is 416-870-1050. We'll be right back after the break. (laughs) Uh, You are listening to... The Greg Carrasco Show, Canada's largest automotive radio show with my friend Ken Stapen here. The show is mostly not about cars, (laughs) but if you have a car question, we can always answer it for you. We have all sorts of cool people coming on the show, and today, it doesn't stop. Uh, On the line, we have a good friend of mine, an owner of um, EVO Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu in uh, in Mississauga. Toma, what's going on, brother? Hey, Greg. (laughs) Uh, you know, it's, uh, how, what's going on? Everything is going on this morning. I, I, I felt that it was a little bit uh, uh, amazing that Ken, Ken Shamrock was announcing that we were back on air. And I thought, ah, oh, you know, Thomas on the line here. It's surreal, man. When, when, I, when I hear those iconic guys saying that, uh, you know, promoting the show or Chuck Norris or any one of those guys, it's, it's surreal to me. But uh, I'm sure that you've been listening to the show today and uh, you have some comments for me.
2: Yeah, man. To be honest, I didn't. I didn't get a chance to catch Doug and and Leche, and I wish I did. But I mean, been on for about half hour listening, and you know what? It's it's frustrating. And and there's always two sides of the coin. And I, I think the one thing, a, I don't envy any of their jobs right now. And you know, you mentioned it when they when they ran for their roles, they weren't expecting this. And you know, they're building the plane as they're flying it. So. I can appreciate and I have all the empathy in the world for what they're going through. And there is no right answer because whatever decision you make is going to affect people. But, you know, the one thing that I'm very opinionated about is I think they are taking, you use the word monopoly today, and I think they are taking that approach where it's our way or the highway. And there are teams that are behind them. There are data analysts that are modeling all the data. The one thing that I have issues with is they paint everything with the same brush. So if you take that modeling and you peel it back a couple layers, it really comes down to demographics and percentages and and where those issues are happening, right? And a life is more important than anything, but a life is not just life or death. So the amount of people that are getting crippled, spend 20 years, blood, sweat, and tears, uh, a husband, a wife, a family of three both in their own business and, you know, you're living well from hard work one day and the next you're told you just can't conduct business. You literally go bankrupt because you are told to do so. And I get the other side of it. Um, But until you're in that boat, it's tough. And, you know, I read a stat the other day, over 10,000 restaurants, never mind gyms, never mind small retail shops, we're talking hundreds of thousands of people either directly or inadvertently bankrupt because of what they're mandated to do. And that just defeats charters and democracy, in my opinion. Well, you um, know, I,
3: I, let me just play the devil's advocate here, uh, Tama, because yeah. I, I do believe that we need to have this, uh, you know, this sparring, if you will. Um, you know, let's play it through. You know, let's say that he hires a team of experts that will, are giving him the data. Uh, if you do what the team of experts are telling you, you are going to make people unhappy. If Correct. you don't follow what the experts are telling you and s- additional people die, then you are personally responsible for the demise of citizens. So you are damned if you do, and you're damned if you don't. So 100% you know, that, agree. What is, so what is the answer?
2: So there, there needs to be, an, in my opinion, and obviously there's people with higher pay grades than mine deciding this, but... There are. There needs to be. (laughs) Don't tell anybody. Um, There needs to be a level of of choice or a variable of choice as well. And you know, I'll, I'll take it to an extreme. And this is just me again playing devil's advocate. Back is if you went to these tens of thousands of people who are now crippled for the rest of their life. Quite frankly, their children are going to be paying off their debts, and quite frankly, my grandchildren are going to be paying off the country's debts. Not right or wrong or indifferent, but that's just the scenario now. But there was never a choice given around that. And if you ask a lot of these people that have been directly impacted, would Uh you rather take the risk of what comes with COVID or would you rather lose your entire life's sweat, tears and blood? I think you know what the answer is going to be. Well, so I think somebody somebody
3: asked me this question once, uh, you know, and I I, th- I thought it was telling. He said, you know, what has been what has affected your life more over the last year? The uh, the virus, COVID or the government? And, and, and it is it's difficult to not answer that question with the government, because if you haven't been sick, your life hasn't been affected. But, you know, saying that, uh, I think that I think that you would be a, you would find a lot more consensus if if the country were to be shut down completely i think that the biggest challenge that i see out there toma is the ambiguity of the uh, of the direction you know what are we allowed to do what we're not allowed to do who is allowed to open who is not allowed to open who is allowed to conduct business and who is not and you know when i when i go to the local you know supermarket and there are 2 or 300 people inside and then the local you know mom and pop shop cannot open is it, that's for me is where i, I I can't find an answer. I can't find it.
2: So. No, no, Greg. Imagine, imagine that person who's out of business. How they feel seeing that. Last night I was at Costco, and I can't go to the shop here in Lancaster downtown. That's a boutique and buy a tracksuit, but I can buy one there, right? So again, this is uh, it's a, it's going to be a push pull, and there's no right or wrong answer because nobody's dealt with this before. But at the end of the day, you know what what i appreciate and respect so much is how hard they're trying um and when you know they talk about the subsidy and all of that that is a result of a decision that they are enforcing and again not right or wrong Uh, i don't think anyone knows that answer but you know as well as i do if doug ford and this is not to pick on him because again i empathize for what he's going through if he had – if somebody forced him and his family with what I'm assuming his overhead is, I've got three kids, a wife, a house, two cars. If somebody forced him to live off $2,000 a month and partially subsidize the lease of his business, that's wasted money because it's not going to achieve what's needed in that scenario. The decided and intent, then it's yeah. just tax, it just tax on the debt that my grandchildren are going to be paying off. Um, that we're talking about all of these scenarios already, and we're giving it away before we know how we're going to pay it back, right? And again, I will say it over and over. It's not right or wrong. No one knows the answer, but you can't just make decisions on modeled data when the results time after time is not achieving what your measures are trying to achieve. So numbers are going up. The
0: intended
3: effect. Yeah, you know, Tom, I want you to do me a favor. Uh, Please don't go anywhere. We need to take a small break. Folks, you're listening to the Greg Carrasco Show here Canada's largest automotive radio show. Uh, On the line, we had Professor Toma, owner of uh, Evo Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu here in Mississauga that was kind enough to call the show this morning. If you want to call, there's still some time. 416-870-1050 is the number. We will be right back after the break. Welcome back. You're listening to the Greg Carrasco Show here on TSN 1050 with Ken Stapen. We are Canada's largest automotive radio show. Uh, don't forget, the show is brought to you by Oakville Nissan and Oakville Infinity, home of the new home salespeople. And um, if you have a vehicle, if there is a vehicle in your family, uh, come in for service at Oakville Nissan and Oakville Infinity. And, t- and until the end of January, we will pay for your HST. There is no taxes when you service your vehicle at Oakville Nissan, Oakville Infinity. We are the only ones that are doing this. We got your back, fam. We do. Uh, we have Professor Toma from EVO BJJ here online. Uh, we only have a couple of minutes left. Uh, Toma, thank you so much for calling the show, dude. I, you know, I didn't expect a call, but uh, you a know, question for you. How, are you. how are you guys holding up, man? Because um, you know, most fitness facilities are shut down, and this morning the Minister of um, Financial Development announced that there was a $20,000 grant for small businesses that was just launched yesterday. Have you heard about that?
2: I didn't, and you know what? I'm really torn around these grants and and the CERB and everything else. Because when you hear about the strategies around how they're going to have to be paid back, and when you work them into your into your tax filing at the end of the year, I, I mean, nobody knows anything about it, and and I've heard some rumblings, and obviously there's a lot of rumors. So I'm very hesitant. You know, your first question, how we're doing i'll tell you greg and you've been to my place in the past um you know i was i was in a 10,000 square foot unit uh, a few years ago when i downsized Uh, if i was still in that same business model i was in i we wouldn't exist anymore and uh i know personally five six friends who have large gyms that they've closed their doors for good um very cool having randy couture uh, announce you guys by the way, hey you must be having some big celebrity parties you haven't invited me to there 's a lot of big names out here, but
3: I know man. Um, one of these days Tom one of these days <laughs> there
2: you go i 'm working my way up, but it 's tough you know and and it goes back I mean one thing I was talking about before and not, not to get kind of sidetracked the topic here, but when when they talk about the modeling and they talk about the strategy that they 're using um again i don't i don't envy them having to make these decisions but when you peel back the demographics around what they're doing, I think the way they're they're creating the solutions and the decisions they're making is across the board when the way people, demographics, are being affected by it, I don't think it's the right strategy. And I don't know what it is, and and it's above me. But, I mean, I think that there needs to be a multiple prong approach based on hotspots, based on who it's affecting, how it's affecting... Um, you know, then what the financial impact to those different demographics are, I think there's a lot more to this. And I think decisions are being made hastily for the sake of trying to figure something out. But unfortunately, if you're part of the repercussion of that, it is debilitating and it's life altering and it's not in a good way. So, again, I didn't want to come out here and say they're doing a bad job because they're, I think they're doing a great job from an intent perspective. Um, I just think it needs to be done differently, and it needs to be examined from different tiers depending on who's affected in what way. So really tough conversation, but um, it's obviously not going away and very curious to see how it transpires, but it, it's very it's very saddening to see friends of mine who have, like myself, spent 20 years in a martial art, you know, and you know how it is. it's It's never easy in, in that um, industry you're working your way up your it's blood sweat and tears and it's incremental growth and you know, one day you're, you're reaping the rewards, and the next day you're bankrupt. You're, so. And
3: the next day you're out of business. But, anyways, uh, Toma, you know, I, I really thank you for your contribution to the show this morning. That is uh, Toma, owner of uh, Evo BJJ here in Mississauga. Thank you so much for the, f- uh, for the phone call, Toma. I really appreciate it. And uh, I hope that you can make it on the other side and just continue to push that uh, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu idea uh, forward as hard as you can. Thank you so much for the phone call, Toma.
4: Yep, yeah, we, uh, we just let Toma yeah. go.
3: Yeah that's uh I'll I'll reach out to him after the show. Man, that was a uh, that was fast. That was fast, and I, I have to say this: I gotta thank each and every one of the, the guests of the show today. Uh, you know, some pretty high-profile, super, super cool, and interesting people uh, that uh, take the time of their busy days to to call the Carrasco show and address the entire Slacker Nation. Uh, you know, not everything that I said to you here you will agree with. Uh, if if I did, then it would be boring. You know, predictability brings boredom, and uh, I want to keep it entertaining. Uh, But I cannot forget um, about the fact that we we do have a business to run. And uh, I know that if you don't need to buy a car, don't go out, folks. I mean, cars shouldn't be a want. They should be a need. And if you absolutely have to get out, you know, make sure that you come and visit me and my crew at Oakville Nissan and Oakville Infinity right now. And uh, we will make sure that you are taken care of. The offers are insane. Uh, Oakville Infinity has the QX60 for $589 a month with $29.99 down, which is a a midsize luxury SUV. It's incredible. Uh also the 0% financing available on an all remaining 2020 product at Oakville Nissan, plus the the fact that we're waiving the HST for anyone, any brand that comes in and services their vehicle at Oakville Nissan and Oakville Infinity is remarkable. We are the only dealership that's doing this right now, and we're doing it for you. This is our this is us giving back to the community. The, the crew is there to look after you. So before you make any car servicing or car buying decision, make sure that you come and see me at Oakville Nissan, because there's something happening there at Oakville Nissan.com.